Episode of Threes from the Rain Podcast. You know what it is. It's your boy Chris J. Got the boy Tyler here. Yo, what's happening, people? Alright. Day trail unfortunately is slumped. And we was trying to record last night, but unfortunately the job I work ain't shit. So <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> it is what it is, like Chad said in the intro song. But we here, we give you guys an episode. We have to give you guys an episode. NBA season's quickly approaching. Wrestling is get it is get is really entertaining. So we gotta give you guys the content. We gotta give you guys something, you know. So, with that all being said, let's go ahead and get straight into wrestling first. Cause since Daytra ain't joining us, we could we'll just literally get this through a breeze. So and also, if you're watching this on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, especially it's the brand new YouTube channel where all the new videos will be and continue to be. And I will continue to upload or find ways to get some of our best moments from previous episodes up there as well. But subscribe, like, comment, all that great things. If you listen to us on the audio side of things, you know what it is. Whether it's uh, SoundCloud, Apple Pod, Google Pod, Spotify eventually other platforms hit that follow button hit that subscribe button whatever it is make sure you know when we get when a new episode drop you on top of it so let's go ahead and get into wrestling um news wise let's go ahead and get news out the way biggest news going on in wrestling in itself is the alistair black situation uh where that man Literally a week ago, because we recorded last week, right? Or at least close to last week. And we told, and the man literally was released. And made multiple posts, breaking down, like, hey, I'm not happy. And I'm pretty much stepping away for X amount of time. Just last, no, not even last night. um, A couple nights ago, right after Monday Night Raw, I believe. um, Mm -hmm. The man goes on IG Live, pretty much saying... Yeah, man, I don't know what y'all talking about. X, Y, and Z. I didn't tell you guys I was released, but I don't know. Pretty much it's just like, yo, what's going on here? It's very weird. <laughs> it's very yeah, freaking he was, weird. He was like, he was kind of pissy at the fact that he would keep listening to the dirt shoot so much. After he clearly said, if it didn't come from me. Or anybody, you know, connected to me. Specifically, he made, specifically said him, though. But mm-hmm. he said, if, ain't, if it's not coming directly from me, then that shit ain't true, basically. Because what he basically wanted to say is, he's not even, like, released. He's just basically got time off. He said he's going to be back with AEW. So, apparently, he's not leaving the company. He's just, you know, he's taking an extended break. Yeah, that's pretty much Here's what he said in that IG Live. But factoring in 
the post where everybody pretty much it confirmed he was gone, and even when the dirt sheets even themselves confirmed it beforehand, he was released. It was like, what's going on? And then even immediately after, I think the following morning, it's, it was a report where AEW is not letting nobody go from their contracts. You can have an extended break to figure life out, but you 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 signed that shit in blood, my nigga. <laughs> But I will say this, he did confirm his contract is not five plus years. Like, he did pretty much confirm that it's not like that. And that makes Tony Khan look like a fool. Let's just keep it G real. Makes him look like a really, uh, like a really head case fool in regards to. So, is that, he implying that it's longer or shorter? Shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which, once again, like I said, makes Tony Khan look like a madman at even more. But people don't want to talk about that. But. It is, it's an interesting case because Alistair Black is very, he's, if it's one thing we will, I respect is that he's very open, but this is one of those times where it's like, what's going on? Because even it was reported that Buddy Murphy was supposedly gone and then it was immediately retracted and said, no, he's getting time off as well. And then on top of it, that. I heard from a couple other podcasts, primarily the A Show, uh, where they said that reports that they heard that they might be back a lot sooner than expected. Which is absurd, especially if you're taking time off. Like, the man barely been off TV for even a month. All in's been, what, three weeks now? And he's barely, and he has, that's not even really nothing to really get your. Mentals together, his mental health together, as they claim. And my outside looking in perspective, I just want what's best for Alistair Black, Alakai Black. Let's use his t- real name, Tommy End, whichever name, whatever. But it's also weird that in a very long paragraph that comes off as like a legit. I'm done with them. Yeah. And you come back, you have to go live, and it's just the timing immediately after Raw where it's like, nah, I'm not really going. I'll be back soon. And it's just like, what's going on, you know? Especially what makes it even weirder was the fact that in the, the we'll talk about the White Bunny situation as well that WWE is doing. That, I'm going to bring that up in the chat yeah. the yeah, um, that his lyrics was involved in the QR code uh, of his WWE song where, uh, and it was just like, I'm pretty sure when that got wind on the internet and Tony Khan is like, what the fuck going on? You know, what what's going on? He probably, much, probably called them and said, what is going on? Yeah, that's what I was about to also say too. Because like you said, in the post that he made himself, it seemed like he was gone. It seemed like he was actually fully released or the conditional release, whatever it was considered to be. Yeah. And then the IG post, he backtracks and was like, I'm not gone from AEW. I'm just taking time off. My first mind was, like you said, Tony Khan or whoever in, um, you know, in charge of that, that situation probably told him like, no, we, we still got you in the contract. You can't be telling people that you, you gone from the company. Or something like that. Which is weird. 
it, it's it's really weird, and I would say this is he's it's been rumors that he's been unhappy with AEW probably a few months after he he signed, hmm. and then like I heard that he has lost a close friend, and even Selena hasn't. Uh, been on WWE. They've been giving her her time off as well. So, to, get, to let her do what she has to do. And the thing that's really confusing me is when people were saying, oh my god, WWE's holding people hostage. How dare they? They're evil. Free Ali. All of that. Meanwhile, Tony Khan is trying to sign pretty much is doing similar and also just being a lot more shady with it. And I don't like that the energy isn't being the same. Like, yes. Like, we never expected it to, you know. You said what? I said we never expected it to be, you know, the same. Because, you know, anybody, whatever they do, apparently it's the right thing. They, they, they're, the, they're the good guy company or whatever. To, you know, to each his own with that. But... Mm-hmm. It is. It does seem shady because at first they were like, "Oh, there, there won't be any like, you know, like what did they say in the beginning? Like we're not gonna announce, you know, such and such got released, like how uh, WWE would or something like that." But then at the same time, you still not keeping whatever's going on behind the scenes, behind the scenes with those, with, you know, said releases. This is like the what the third or fourth release type situation where now it's kind of you know it's kind of mess kind of messy that's what it is what is it's messy yeah it's messy whether it was the the big swole situation the the jonathan gretchen situation which is still great that's still still under contract isn't i don't know that's really foggy we don't know yeah and then uh wolf got got the boot but either way you know, the situation is like they say that they're not going to be, you know, it's not going to be like an outburst, you know, type release. But at the same time, your dirty laundry is getting aired in, in, you know, in some type of way. So that's the that's the, you know, the weird part about it. And I would, I would honestly hate to hear, you know, because Alistair Black, he hasn't been it, he's vocal, but he's not the type where he's like. He's like, oh, F such and such. Because he even said he's not, you know, with the whole tribalism thing. He's, you know, that's that shit's goofy. But at the same time, I would hate for him to hear it's like, yeah, like Tony Khan, you know, he, you know, he kind of do business kind of funny, man. He do. And just, it don't help that how the, even how the dirt sheets wrestling journalism as a whole, it just, this is just one of those, it, it's the purest examples of why it's not taken seriously in a lot of ways. And this is coming from somebody who I went to school for journalism. Gee, I was a radio broadcaster major. How a lot of wrestling media works is disgusting. And there isn't no true way of being like, yo, the prop, like there's no, no rules. It's it's nasty, and yeah. that's why I really don't take it seriously. And like 
you would think somebody who's been in the game for as long, like Dave Meltzer, would have done something, a way better job at making it seem a lot, taking a lot more seriously. You know, like, yes, wrestling has a, is more of a cult following than like a mainstream following. But you would think somebody like him would have made that initiative to made it look be serious, despite how minor, big but minor wrestling is, pro wrestling is, if you get what I mean. But that's the thing. It's like I feel like those like guys like Meltzer and some of the other guys that's underneath him, I don't feel like they they don't care about it for the for the sport, you know, as a whole. I think they, they care about the glory for themselves, like being the first guy to like break this news and break that news. I don't and not even just breaking it, but like just speculation of it. It's like you're breaking BS speculation. A lot of times. Yeah, like and it's it's goofy how they do it because just this kind of translates to over when Paige, A.K. Soraya, got um, pretty much signed. In a way, most people kind of knew she was going to AEW. It's just, okay, fightful. Yes, I pay $5 for the Patreon because it's just like, you know, I'm just curious, you know. Like, it, it lets me know what's going on and what may or may not happen. But... The moment that fight, I got the fightful Patreon notification saying, "Yeah, Soraya Page is more has been in talks with AEW, and this is Wednesday morning or afternoon." Who pops up on Dynamite that went last week? Hey, Soraya. Exactly, just like that, and it's just like you could have just outright just said it instead right. of just trying to be like. Oh yeah, she's she's been in talks for a while now. We just it sizzled. The moment this this that's wrestling journalism favorite word by the way. No matter who it is, it sizzled. It happened with the Cody shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happened with um it was somebody else. Where I heard it. I think it was Braun Strowman. It was somebody else. I'm trying to think who. Um. um I heard it with a couple of people, like major names. I just can't think of who they are specifically. But I hear the word sizzle, but the talk sizzled. And it's just like, oh, so that's code for that person. That person definitely (laughs) ain't coming. That person's definitely going over. That person's about to debut with Finn either tonight or next week. (laughs) Soon. That's just what it is. And it's just like. Why? Why do business that way? Like it's just to me, it's just goofy. Like why do business that way? I don't get it. Like yeah, like some of the fightful posts, like I do see, does give like solid interpretations on what backstage situations and stuff as well, which I'm cool with. Especially like the main thing I really did pay was just so like with the uh, AW, I mean uh, CM Punk bullshit and. Even how that is that was handled, cause they it was just I just saw a fightful report where they just said, "Oh, CM Punk side of the story is kind of being thrown out the window because he was capping." Right, they were saying that he was actually the one to throw the first punch, and that's exactly why and that and that the Bucks uh, walked in with buyout. yeah, and that the Bucks walked in trying to be civil, 
and they walked in. Didn't they walk in with the uh, with the legal lead? Pretty much like Tony Khan's second in, second in charge, damn near. Yeah. So they kind of went in knowing, like, look, we're not trying to start shit, but and then things went hot. But hey, and stuff it's stuff like that where it's just like it's too many voices, too many speculation, too many people possibly getting sent off, and it shouldn't be that way. And that and I've been saying this since the Vic McMahon sexual deviant things broke out. Why didn't nobody else have this information? Why? How did nobody else have this type of information? And if you did, I'm pretty sure if you found out on your own, I'm pretty sure they're not connected to the company, so you ain't had to sign no NSAs. Exactly. It's like you're rust you're supposed to be wrestling's top journalist, you telling me that goofy mug Sean Ross Sap. Meltzer, well, Wrestling Observer as a whole, because that's Meltzer stuff. Nobody had inside, like, nothing? And that's that's why I sit there and be like, it's it's like, it's, it's, it's as a whole, it's it's not meant to be taken seriously. Like, then this just goes back to that, once again, regardless, and Daytra has said this in previous episodes of the podcast, regardless, wrestling is supposed to be not is supposed to be fake action it is choreographed violence geared towards kids but at the same time regardless adults love it's just how that's it is why I, think, I mean because it's never coming back but that's why i kind of missed the kayfabe era because i like not knowing i, I kind of did like not knowing shit to be honest or at least not getting sent off by shit that, you know, by hearsay. And the thing is with that, it was going on when the internet was just straight up dial up. There were mess, there, like Meltzer and all, like dirt sheets existed then. Right. But it was. It existed. But then. You know it was in newspapers. Was. But in like, I, like I told you, I think I said it on the pod or even I told you outside the pod. There was a dude on Sun-Times. His name was Black Jack Brown. He would oh, just, yeah. he, most of this shit was speculation or like what is. Like it was plenty of times where he said Brock Lesnar has been in talks to come back or Goldberg thought about coming back or shit like that. And it was hit or miss whether he was right. But yeah. But it's just as a whole, wrestling journalism has to do so much better. Like, yes, Fightful is very popular in, I would say, I do I do value the $5 that comes out of my, ch- uh, that comes out every month. Well, I, I follow, like, well, I think four or five Patreons. So, that's like $30 coming out at the first of the month for, off my Patreon subscriptions. I'm not mad at, like, off the one month of Fightful I've had, I kind of actually appreciate it. I don't like it's it's a it was I will I will call this it's a good it was a good investment because content wise it do open up about a lot do they hit on certain shit yes is it a lot of it speculative yeah that's why I don't post all the shit that that I get from it really don't but I would say it's worth the five dollars but at the same time it is people who 
use that five dollars and take everything that they say is bond, and that's where the and issue that's becomes. The black was getting to it's like you can't believe every single single thing that comes out from from a lot of these people. You know, maybe not fightful, but you know anybody else is like, especially guys like what was what was dude that still ain't got the uh, the Sasha Naomi situation figured out. Oh, that Raj Geary dude. I'm sorry, that dude is. is He's. I'm hope. I'm waiting for his downfall. Like, gee, just the moment, the moment that they come back. He always backtracking on some shit. I'm like, dude, just stop saying shit. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. And like, it's just unfortunate. The unfortunate part is, is just that they do. They protect like the ones the who are known. They protect each other so freaking well, and it's nasty. Like, yeah, it's journalism. Like in that circle, I get it. You do want to protect one another. But it's knowing just, that y'all are lying about some stuff, because some of them have lied. Lied, and I would say even lied, but to even extent, they don't, a lot of them are too prideful to say, okay, I was wrong. Yeah, that's the biggest that's, thing. That's it's my like biggest thing. Is like, like with, when, when Meltzer said, I don't know when Cody coming back, honestly, I don't know. Honestly, I heard talk sizzled. And then Cody pops up on me and he said, well, I never didn't say. I'm like, bro, what? Just say that you didn't know. Just say you didn't know or you, or you, it was like, bro, but everybody, but like, like, dog, it's it's like, it's not like even when watching them get shit wrong. Well, even then they don't, they, they're very cautious. Before they report something. A little bit more different because they can actually go and speak to these guys. Yeah, but unlike the wrestling community, they a lot of the, the they, a lot of big they, names don't want to speak to these guys. No, at all, right and they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Like people got to also I remember during that go me, back and forth to a lot of these guys, like with the whole situation with the elite. Yeah, I know and that's like, part of the reason why things is nasty as it is now. But um, but people got to remember during that media scrum, CM Punk was also pissed off at Meltzer. And Alvarez because of they were pushing the story and all of that about uh, Colt Cabana. Right. So he was going at them, talking to them crazy. It just kind of got blew under the wind, but but yeah, but it's just they have to do better as a whole. Stop playing favorites, and eventually, once that Tony Khan check starts sizzling, pun intended, it's gonna be <laughs> hilarious. But um. But yeah, and with that, that's even go transition to the alleged WWE AEW scouting rumors where the fillers that supposedly Triple H and the gang hit up Swerve, they hit up Keith Lee, they hit up Alistair, they hit up others. Like, come back, man. You know what it is. You know, Big Hunter back, you know, Big H, you know. Y'all zaddy, right. nigga. Pause. Like in the way, but gee, the way I'm, I'm sorry, gee. I have to be real honest. The way that some people talk about Triple H running things, they make that nigga sound like he they daddy, bro. Yeah, it is like it is. It's a little nasty sometimes. Like it's it's quite nasty. So but he's restoring the feeling, man. That's the important he is. thing. Like I would, but I'm talking about the wrestlers who were. Under him in NXT and all, they talk about that nigga like he is they daddy. Yeah, he put. A, I ain't gonna lie, like he did put some of those guys on the map. He did. You know, Main wise, that's that was the whole point of the NXT runs. It's like this is to get you known 
And then if you do decide that you want to go up to the main roster, cool. Mm-hmm. But point being. Man, fuck your dad, man. <laughs> 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 but anyway, but what I was saying, but pretty much, and that just led to, once again, Tony Khan getting, I swear, this Tony Khan up there, too. Triple H is that nigga daddy, too. <laughs> that that man's been... That man's been pressed ever since, like, that man took over and just been like, is, but, but the thing is, ever since the, uh, the the all out situation, he was mad that they booked two events that same weekend. It's like, you've been mad ever since, but it's like, bro, who cares? (laughs) Bro, you got to compete. You feel like they you could put on regardless bro the damn super bowl could be there that weekend if you booked it that's on you exactly like that's too bad and but gee in wwig they have to bro they're competing with monday night football right now bro every you have to compete with monday night football and they still holding their own huh I say, and that's just the air, you know, air that you just gonna have to hold. Exactly, and WWE don't care. They do it. They do it. They make it work. They still the the ratings are still respectable and never drop past what. what, But they know that oh well, Raw has to be a lot better during football season so we can keep our viewers. Because regardless, they don't matter who's playing on on Monday night. It could be the goddamn Detroit Lions and the Redskins. Guess who's watching football probably? A lot of America. Plain and simple. So, point being, Tony Khan got to eat that air. But either way, Triple H been that nigga daddy for uh for the past couple of months too. And but um there were reports. Um Keith Lee pretty much outright said that no, like there was reports that Keith Lee got calls and he said he don't want to come back because he didn't like how me and Yen was treated, and I'm like, where the hell is this coming from? Um, and then Keith Lee even said, like, for one, I was cat, but it is what it is. But that's me saying it as a black man and not how Keith Lee talks as a super intellectual black man. So, <laughs> Oh, you talking about that tweet that he put out. Yeah, where he said, like, I don't know where this is coming from. But yeah, okay. he was another one. He said it didn't, that didn't come from my Yeah, he never said nothing, especially the thing that made it weird was I'm like, me and Yen was mistreated. That was a big like, issue huh? over the summer. It was like, a, especially when the when the Sasha and Naomi situation came up, everybody was speaking for them like they had spoken to them in person and all. Yep. That's that's a huge issue. You had you can't be speaking for grown for people. Need grown to stop people. speaking for grown strangers that, you've that never they don't met know. in your life. Stop speaking for grown strangers that you never met in your life. Stop it. I don't care. You are all grown adults. Stop that shit. It, that's the nastiest part of social media that makes me so upset now is that. But, um, but yeah, Keith Lee had that right to say, like, huh? Swerve, I'm not, they said that Swerve was approached. I'm not surprised. And Swerve rejected it. Mainly reason I say I'm not surprised, Swerve, I'm, I believe the Swerve was approached was because of Hero coming back. So it's yeah. just like, hey, do you want to come back? But Swerve has also been very open that he, that he had kind of had to, fight for Triple H's attention, which I'm like, bro, everybody did. <laughs> so, it is what it is. So, that's how he felt he was mistreated. Um, then, there was a few other people who just were thrown out there. It's just like, okay, whatever. So, but it's I just... I think the Andrade situation is true. 
Andrade just, just wants to spend as much time with his wife as possible. That's me being honest. I really believe Andrade is definitely one. Is I believe Andrade is definitely unhappy. That nigga does nothing but lose, and then when he does lose, he goes back to being a manager and lose again. And it's just like, bro, huh? So, I honestly, Andrade, I'm not. He's the one person I wholeheartedly know wants one out. I know they said it was Miro who's mentioned as well, but, but Miro has been very. He doesn't yeah. want to go back. He yeah, but um, and then also on top of he just signed a new contract too, so it was like whatever. So, but yeah, but yeah, so it's just back. yeah, but it's just it's it's hilarious because just like bro, it's it's really hilarious just seeing people be pressed over this. It is what it is. Like Triple H, niggas, daddy's back. Niggas' daddy is back. And they they want to go home, and I know it, it's disgusting. They daddy back, and they want some people want to go home. And Tony Khan's like, no, 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 please stay with me. And it's just like, bro, daddy back. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I think the Buddy Murphy situation. I think he just waiting for that. He he's another one who who would go back if he you know if he was to be let out of his contract. And I think that they, not that we know, you know, know anything. It's, you know, it's all speculation on our end as well. But I think Buddy Murphy leaving or not being able to leave is a uh, is a bargaining or, you know, a piece in the puzzle with the Aleister Black situation. Because I think one is going to follow the other. You know, they, they work with each other like that. So, yeah. And it ain't no House of Black no more if Alistair leaves anyway. You're not, you not. Yeah, they that's still, like, the funny thing is, I'm like, they, we even said it last week. I'm like, it's about, because when we say Alistair Black, it's about to be the House of Buddy or House of uh, <laughs> House of uh, Kane, because they can't use, because when you think of Brody, you think Brody Lee. That's why I really wish they would just change Brody King's name. I'm like, bro, yeah. change his name, <laughs> please. But, um, but yeah, it's just, that whole situation is just weird. Niggas, like, bro, if mugs want to go back to their daddy, they're going to go back to their daddy, bro. It is what it is, G. So, um, that's it for news. Oh, wait. Oh, fuck. I'm going to skip this. War Games. <laughs> yes. War Games. War Games. They've been calling for it. They've been saying they, they got to use it this year, man. They they got to. What do you know? What was it about a week ago? Yeah, like after, like after we recorded last week. We're going to have two War Games matches. And it's going to be storyline driven, so it's not just going to be a SmackDown versus Raw type of thing. Even mm-hmm. though that could have been fire in itself, but the storyline driven version is is going to be much better because that means we for sure got to get the Bloodline versus whoever in there. Mm-hmm. And now this, I think the other one will probably go to the women's. Yeah, of course. Um, I like, and we'll you we'll use this uh, transition over uh, to SmackDown this past week. Um, well, this past Friday. This is how I see things happening. That's how I see it. Be Follow me here. So, we got Extreme Rules, Crown Jewel, and then we got probably like, let me see, see the time frame between these three pay-per-views. Because also, we got to preview Extreme Rules as well, too. Um, let me pull this up. 
Crown Jewel is like November fifth or something like that. Yeah, I know. I'm about to. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Give me one second, bro. Um, let's see. Extreme Rules 2022. That is October eighth. So that's in a couple of weeks. Then Crown Jewel 2022 is November fifth. So that's a that's legit a full. That's about a month. And then Survivor Series 2022. That's at the end of November. Hear me out here, my brother. You have two months, a month and a half. This is where, because the bloodline is going to be one of those teams. It's going to be one of those teams. Guaranteed. This is how I see things going. Yes, we thought Sammy was about to get curb stomped this week, this past Friday. We all did. Even Daytra was scared. I was at work. I'm just saying, I'm like, what's going on? And I was just like, gee, I felt. I, when I saw it loud, I, like, I felt it. Jay snatched that shirt. So give me a take this shit off, man. <laughs> Jay stripped that man naked. Stripped that nigga emotionally, physically. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, this is how I see it going. Sammy is going to do something that causes him to get kicked out. That's going to be the storyline. He's going to do something that's going to cause him to get kicked out. I don't know what it is. It's going to, it's going to, it's def, it's either almost cost Roman the belt or it's going to cost the Usos the tag titles. Is key word in this. Almost cost Roman the belt. Keyword here is almost cost Roman the belt. Or he legit cost the Usos the tag titles. He's going to be the reason why they lose the tag titles. That's how I view it. With that, that's when it's like they on Sammy's ass. <laughs> they on his ass. So you have... A month and a half to book this how I this is how I view it. They're gonna be on his ass. I don't know when it happens, but he's gonna do something to literally cost the bloodline one of those belt one of the titles that they carry. And and literally Sammy's gonna have to recruit a team to protect him. And that's how he and that's and literally but also at the same time they're not gonna this is go it's like the the purpose of this so War games is to get Sammy so that Sammy won't is officially out of the out of the bloodline. But they on his ass because he cost them one of those belts. So Sammy's gonna get his team of people to protect him, or people who are gonna step up to protect him. Kevin Owens gonna be among amongst them, of course. But I saw view with you. He's gonna do something, and like Roman's just gonna. Send them niggas on him. Whether he's on Raw, somebody's on his ass. SmackDown, he's not safe. <laughs> he's not safe on SmackDown because like, they gonna be just hunting that nigga down. Come back there, man. Exactly. It's gonna be like, look, bro, you step in here, you gonna die. <laughs> like that's how I would view it, G. That's how I want it to be seen and viewed. And just that over each week, we just see Sammy just like. Trying to get people to help him, and yeah, that's that's how, that's what I want it to be. So anyway, that's one of them. 
I don't women. I think it's we already know it's gonna be Team Bianca versus Team Damage Control or something like that. Like I, that's how I view it. Something like that. Or if they want to be real, look, let's just be real. If Sasha gets, if Sasha come, comes back to work, <laughs> give me the four horse women versus the new horse women. They Streets need it, nigga. Like, Streets need it, nigga. I know that's. A, I know it's not really. I don't know how you gonna get that storyline going, but the streets fucking need it. The fourth horse with it versus Bianca and the new horse with it. G, give me that. But it is possible that they could show up at that show because it is in Boston, which is uh, Sasha's hometown. Uh, and you could do it. You could set it up where because it would be damage. It would be damage control plus one. Because I think you had to have four on each team. And okay, then I'll put the five. Bianca, I'll put the five. Okay. I'll put yeah, the five. I, I, it would. Five could work too. But it could work where, let's say, Alexa and Oscar, they're like, yeah, we kind of tired of, uh, you know, rolling behind you. We kind of want to fight you for that belt too. So we, we uh, you know, fuck that. So mm. they could be missing one. She could get somebody like Candace LeRae just came back. She could possibly be on Team Bianca, and then she'll be like, I'll have two, I'll have my two by the time Survivor Series comes, and then, you know, the two end up being Sasha and Naomi. Yeah, that's and a that strong puts way to them directly in the tag team title, uh, you know, back in the hunt for the tag belts that they technically never lost. Exactly. That's one way to bring them back. That's one way, but I'm pretty sure you still want to sell tickets saying you want Sasha's name wrapped around it, so... Right. You kind of want her, not just as a surprise, but you want, you know, the pop be insane, but that is one way, but I think you kind of just to guarantee, you know, I think it's already sold out regardless, so you honestly could pull that off, but it, I feel it's a little too predictable and safe, but, but yeah, I get where you come from, but those would be my two dream, what you'll call it, so, but. I'm happy to see. Hell, Charlotte might even come back and be on the team. Charlotte needs to hurry. Look, Charlotte needs to hurry come back to SmackDown. That women's division is ass. Shout to Liv, shout to Ronda, but goddamn that division's cheeks. I actually like where it would go, because granted, it's gonna lead to to Charlotte getting that belt. It's gonna she's gonna get, end up getting that belt off of Liv. But what's gonna I think it's gonna lead to is a Shayna versus Charlotte feud, and I actually think that works. I can see that. I can definitely see I that. Think that'll work, considering where they where they look like they're planning on going with Shayna. You know, bringing her back to the uh, you know, being a straight up ass kicker again. So, yeah. So we'll see where it goes. But let's transition to uh. Oh wait, let's go ahead and talk about uh SmackDown. So anyway, so uh SmackDown opened up with with a very emotionally driven uh opening segment. Um. Deuce, pretty much it was the bloodline. Pretty much it was the the bloodline inducting Sammy. Technically, more like Solo officially joining the bloodline by acknowledging Roman, which he did. And then Roman asked Sammy, "Like, gee, what's up with you, bro? <laughs> what's up with you?" Turn. You got on this old ass bloodline shirt. We we like four shirts behind up, above you now. <laughs> 
Literally, that man, it literally makes me feel bad because I'm literally like two shirts behind. So, it's just like, I need so I need my I need my new set of Bloodline Roman tees. But um, but yeah, so Roman just like so at this one we're like, oh no, oh no, Jay, Jay in the cut like yeah, 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 is that yeah. time? Is that time, boy? So, and and, and Jay in the no background. Shirts, you said what? I said Roman was like, you ain't wearing no more bloodline shirts, man. We don't wear those no more, bro. Like we take we, we, we So you said take the shirt off. Gee. <laughs> so they made take the shirt off, bro. Everybody was like, oh no. <laughs> Sammy like to me. <laughs> and Jay just rips the shirt off. It's just like, give me this shit, nigga. <laughs> Fuck out of here, nigga. That's when I really thought it was gonna happen, bro. I'm like, he, he snatched the shirt off and everything. Next thing you know, he's gonna get super kicked. He's gonna get catch three super kicks in a row. <laughs> so then, Roman just so at this point, everybody's scared. Jay smiling like, yeah, boy, yeah. And then Roman says, "Got you another T-shirt." Gives the man the honorary Uso shirt, honorary Us shirt. <laughs> Sabby's happy. Jay sitting there like, man, what? <laughs> Nigga, come what? on! And it's just hilarious yeah, because everybody, <laughs> Jim, bro, Jim. <laughs> His face is the last month when it comes to Sammy have been gold, bro. This nigga Jimmy be smiling and giggling. <laughs> he like. I love this white boy. <laughs> and then just the fact that Sammy and Solo just have a natural bond. <laughs> right, Solo like, you cool. I fucks with him. You cool white boy. <laughs> he cool people. I don't got no issues with him. And Roman just like, he stays out my way. He down. <laughs> we always need one of these. You no, know, he kind of act like a little Cheddar Bob, but he cool. He cool people. So I don't got nothing wrong with the nigga. So. Jay is just like, come on, man. Really? Yeah. Look, bro. Y'all gotta do something. <laughs> this y'all, this y'all man now. Exactly. So come on. Like so, it's it's like when this all comes to full circle. Just Jay's Jay's gonna enjoy that ass whooping more than anybody else. G. They gonna take that man knee. You know when they hold the man knee down and do that uh do that curve stomp to the back of the calf. Yeah. He's gonna put a little extra oomph on that one for Sammy. Bro, that man is going to enjoy like Jay, it's 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 what you I ne we're gonna be like G, we never seen nobody it's enjoy been a while ass whooping. Since we've seen like a good like storyline type ass whooping, I think that's gonna be the one. Yeah, like even though the judgment they be doing a hell of a job, but theirs is more comedy. Like yeah. it mainly because it just involves the Mysterios. And then just what they did to Edge was crazy, but then it just sucks that Edge pops up two weeks later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um. But yeah. But that was a really great opening segment. That was that was great. Like they they captured me. Then um. Braun Strowman and uh, and Otis had a really good match. Yeah. Really good was, match. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was a really good match. Um. Then. I'm not uh, gonna lie. I'm probably late. But I'm I'm seeing what people were saying about Otis about a year ago, like for real. For two years I think ago. Two years ago. Damn, I guess I'm super late then. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I do see, I kind of see it now. Like I do kind of see, like obviously, you know, because of the size, you know, you get the Vader comparisons and stuff like that. But in ring, he actually, you know, he floats. He, he you know, he, he he puts on. <coughs> excuse me. He does, you know, he does his thing in there. Yeah. It's just, and then it helps being with somebody. Him going heel help flesh him out more. A lot. So yeah, it help, and that's just one of those crazy things. Like it, it just shows he could be a good as both. It's just, I'll be interested to see how this current iteration looks as a face. So, but um, but yeah, they had a really good match. Liv beat the dog shit out of uh, <laughs> out Lacey, of, Evans. Uh, Lacey Evans, which is hilarious because like everybody was like Triple H literally sent Lacey Evans to the gulag <laughs> immediately, <laughs> and then she comes back because I'm like once again, I'm a Lacey Evans fan. I don't look, I understand, but that white woman. I don't cool. know, man. Look, that's that's a that's a decent white woman right there. So, with that being said, it was good to see Lacey Evans back. I just wasn't expecting to get an ass kicked. Like that. Yeah, she got whooped. <laughs> like she's like, gee, like you. They use Lacey Evans as a plot device to make a uh, live look like she has a chance in an Extreme Rules match. Like you got Kendo stick to death, and then you got and then you let Liv work and cannonball you through a table. <laughs> Like, Triple H is wild. He was like, Vince. Vince. Now, look, I know some of those Vince be probably be at the TV screen shaking uh, tweets to get a little corny sometimes. But that was definitely one of those, like, middle fingers to Vince moments right there. <laughs> that was like, definitely we, one we of those, like, now. Triple H going like, <laughs> to you, Vince. So, like, I, it, it is what it is. But I, I do hope Lacey Evans does not just be a jobber. She has too much personality just to you know like yeah she sucks in ring but she has personality and charisma and i'm and i like nice heels like she she's a great heel worker regardless like just naturally i'm just i kind of not to sound sexist or misogynistic but make her a pin-up girl because this army girl shit is a little whack so um but yeah so let's go ahead and uh but yeah um, what else happened on SmackDown? Um, oh, another uh, another funny uh, Sammy and Solo segment. So Sammy, that was, uh, no, that was that was Smack, that was wrong. No, that, that was SmackDown. Smackdown. No, that was SmackDown where he said, "Don't fuck with the bloodline." <laughs> Basically, he was gonna uh, they thought they was gonna ricochet and Mad Cop thought they was gonna uh, slap on on Sammy and Solo came out of nowhere. Truck the shit out of both of them. Solo ahead of Solo being the the little brother who ahead of is hilarious, G. Oh, but going it, back to the uh to the earlier segment, I did think it was interesting where they was like nobody you know made that call for Solo. The elders told him like, yeah, you you know go protect go protect your cousin. Yeah, I like that was that's that a was a nice term, addition. That's, that's a long term story device right there. Yeah, device. everybody was like. No, I ain't saying shit. <laughs> Paul Hill, I ain't, he ain't, I ain't telling him to do a damn thing. He did this himself. He a grown ass boy. But um, but yeah, that was a nice little device. Um, oh yeah, then it ended with the uh, brawling brutes versus uh, the Usos, the Usos which was a decent, really good match, bro. Yeah, that, that was, was a really good match. Yeah, that was a good match. Of course, we knew the Usos was gonna win, but 
once again, they made the brawling brutes look really good. They made it believable that them niggas was finna win. Yeah. Like, that was a really great tag team match. Um, then let's go fast forward to, uh, wait, did, um, then it, yeah, Drew and, uh, Karrion Cross had a moment too, right? Yes, Drew set up the, uh, oh, yeah, the he strap set up match. the stipulation they're having the strap match. Which, that's a, I'm I cool with that, them, yeah, because Karrion pretty much been choking running that nigga. So, it's just like, look. But they've been doing a little less. They they kind of saving Drew for the match because they say he's been um he's been working sick. He's been sick. Uh, he got sick with like food poisoning like the last couple weeks. Yeah. So which I understand. Which hey, I'm keep him healthy. But yeah, so I'm all for it. and shout out to Drew just working through that as well because food poison ain't no joke. Um. But yeah, so let's move forward to Raw. Um. Main highlights of Raw. Was um Sammy versus AJ? That was another good a, match. That was a really great match. Um, trying to remember segment wise. Oh, Bianca. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, Bianca and uh the gang pretty much. They did. They had some type of celebration, was it? No, they were. Uh, Bianca was just basically coming out, kind of calling them out for the stuff, the shenanigans that took place the week before. You know, you can't mm-hmm. fight one on one type shit, and um, basically told her, you know, you've been on the sidelines, you know, talking all this shit, but you, you still can't. You not fight nobody one on one. So Bailey came out, was you know trying to plead her case and everything. You know, I've been on the sidelines watching you. You know, you the handpick. You know, the chosen one, which is kind of capped in a way because Bianca did kind of she was built from the from the ground up you know yeah, she didn't man. have no wrestling experience before this but man, um man, you know storyline purposes I get it though she, you know she's the chosen one so yeah. Bailey said that basically this whole segment set up the stipulation at Extreme Rules yeah, they get a ladder match. match which I'm cool with which that. I think it's fitting I'm, I'm yeah it's it, been it, a, it's, it's a while. Some, I don't think we've seen Bianca in a ladder match in WWE we've seen her in multi-women ladder matches in NXT, but one-on-one ladder match I'm cool for, even though we already know there's going to be plenty of involvement in that match, but I'm all for it. Um, so, yeah, so that happened. Then it also set up EO Sky versus Bianca, which I think this is their second match against each other. So that was a decent match, by the way, as well. Um, Seth Rollins did something. Oh yeah, he um, I know he came out and talked to shit about Matt Riddle again. Yeah, he pretty much roasted that man. Oh, he anyway. fought Rey Mysterio. They had a there we go, match. and it's just I and this is one of the things I was hoping when I heard the match they heard that this match was announced. I was like, gee, I can't wait for uh when Rey Mysterio comes out that that man is going Sephiroth is going to do this. <laughs> Shout out to long term booking. Thanks for it's stuff like that where it's, it makes things so grand of like, look, remember I took your eye. <laughs> you remember I took your eye, <laughs> like bro, like it's it's hilarious. I still remember it's, that match that Seth fake threw up and shit. Ray was screaming the whole time. Like, ah, my eye, my eye. <laughs> Seth just like, oh shit, damn. They is really trying to get shit over in the pandemic era. That man really lost. They were give. They were. They look. They were like, let's just try any old thing. <laughs> we gonna make it work. But uh, so, 
but yeah, so they had a match. It was a decent little fun match. Um, then Dominic was just sitting there. The whole match is looking crazy. <laughs> just looking crazy. This whole time. just looking at like. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my pops, but I don't fuck with him. Yeah, that, he he ain't give me a PS five, so I can't I can't save him this time. Exactly. So, bitch ass nigga. Meanwhile. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, <laughs> what's her name? <laughs> Rhea. Rhea and this man here yeah, pretty much just saying this. Man, fuck your dad, man. Shut up, nigga. This. <laughs> 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 like you right. He is a silly ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but. <laughs> But yeah, so they had a cool match. Uh, I think Dominic and Rhea got involved. No, Rhea pretty much slapped shit out of Ray. <laughs> yeah. Look, at this point, Ray had Ray has to fight Rhea. G. He has to. It, it's a believable <laughs> enough match. It's a believable enough match because Rhea, as already manhandled him enough. <laughs> it's just it's believable enough where Rhea can hold her own against this nigga. Give us the match. Give us something, please. Yeah, please, like it's okay. Um, yeah, so that happened. Then Bobby Lashley and Matt Riddle had a little talk. Pretty much, Bobby saying, "Hey, look, we both in my May fires. We 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 fought in the cage. Seth hasn't. You got this. You got this." So that was a neat little thing to continue, just so Matt Riddle gets some TV time and Bobby. Um. Miz pretty much got choked out again. <laughs> Look, Miz, Miz having the security force called the Miz Force. And it pretty much made them niggas sound like Tom Clancy, army of Tom Clancy Splinter Sales. <laughs> it's just like, bro. They did nothing. <laughs> they did absolutely nothing. And then literally just Dexter Lewis dressed as a goalie covered just to choke that man and cuddling him afterwards. It's just like, gee. <laughs> That's the part that be killing me. He's like, he be cuddle. How you cuddle somebody after you just choke them out? Like that's a sicko. <laughs> it's a sicko. That's who. So they. I, I'm I glad we that's... still don't know where this storyline is going yet. Me neither. It's, still, it's just funny, him coming out and choking this man out there. Yeah, I need. I need something. Miz just has to ask why at this point. I don't think he asked the why yet. Like he needs to ask why at this point, but um. I think it will do. It will lead to uh, Miz versus. Uh, if if it don't happen, Extreme Rules, we're definitely gonna see it at Saudi, I believe. So, um, cause you eventually have to make this payoff eventually, cause you can't keep choking the man. Like Miz has to get a W eventually, right? But he has to get at least one out, and whether it's in ring or just in a segment, he has to get a W, cause the man keep can't, can't keep getting choked out and kidnapped, bro. He just can't. But um, the thing, a grown man getting kidnapped on TV. Exactly. Knowing that that man has a TV show that probably airs immediately afterwards. Nope. Even though I'm, uh, Miz, he, uh, Miz, Miz and Mrs. is currently uh, on uh, season hiatus. It's still, you know, it'd be funny just like the episode he Raw ended with him getting kidnapped. And then you just see this man saying, hey, it's the Miz. I'm just like. I just saw you get kidnapped, my boy. Like, yeah, I know this 
this was recorded months ago, but it's just like still. Also, I hope they need to do on. I know it might be, and though it's a very much a reality scripted reality TV show, you have to kind of give us. I need, I need (laughs) an episode of Biz and Business on the next season of just like Maurice being concerned, (laughs) like. I just need it. Even just his daughter's reaction, like, where's daddy? He's like, and Maurice just looking for her, like, I don't know. He's, he's kidnapped him. Yeah, it's a cutaway. <laughs> he's choking that man out in the garage. Exactly. It just, like, I need it. I need it. The streets need it, bro. But, yeah, so um, that happened. And then what was the main event? Oh, yeah, so. Before the main event, we got uh, we got a pretty decent tag team mm-hmm. match with uh. Gargano and, and Kevin Owens versus uh Alpha Academy is pretty good match. Yeah, that was a really good match. And also oh yeah, Candice LeRae debuted too. So Candice yep. LeRae debuted she uh cause originally uh watched Nikki Cross. Yeah, because Nikki Cross was supposed to fight Dewdrop for some random reason. I'm like, when did they break up? But whatever. Um and instead of Dewdrop appearing uh Candice LeRae popped up, which was really cool. Then um, I know Bianca and Oscar and Alexa Bliss uh, had uh, had a backstage segment where uh, Candice LeRae pretty much challenged B- uh, Bailey for next week on Raw. Oh, I, no, I thought it was Bailey. Is she? I feel like it was Bailey. No, it was Bailey. Yeah, she challenged Bailey for Raw next week, which is going to be a really solid match. Um, but yeah. Main event was, and then the main event was uh, Matt Riddle versus um, Damian Priest. Uh, Judgment Day got involved, beat the hell out of Riddle. Then uh, Edge made his magical return, no selling the knee. Like, bro, they just took your knee and pretty much challenged his fan to an I quit match, which I'm all for. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for it. Like, I'm I'm happy. I'm all for it. Um, let's get it. I'm just curious, are we gonna get the diamond in Bala? <laughs> we need the diamond. Well they said something about when did they say it? they said something about like the demons not not here or something like that. Or like he's always the demon or some shit. So, mm-hmm. so um, I maybe, would, maybe up, I maybe would hope Yeah, my hope is that Edge does something on Raw to kinda push Finn to tease the demon. I yeah, think that would be best. I mean, they should, considering we got him last year at Extreme Rules, and that, you know, for the most part, that match was good. That was the one where it took an act of God for Roman to win, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gee, that, gee, I got to find that tweet, because that, that tweet was busting on our Twitter for like a couple of weeks, G. People, like, G, all I said was, God said, "Get a picture him out of nowhere." like, bro, that tweet was busting for a good like, couple no of weeks. No demon shall prosper or some shit. Like hell no, God was like, "Not on my watch." <laughs> but yeah, so I will like I will hope that uh, the diamond appears. I w- I would love to see the diamond. So um, that'd be cool. Then uh, so yeah, that's how Raw ended. So. 
But uh, real quick, let's look at the current Extreme Rules card because I don't think much else is getting added at this point. It's five matches. They might add one more. Um, we'll see. We don't know. Um, when is Extreme Rules? We still got another week. Next, that's uh, the 8th. eighth. October 8th. On a Saturday. That's two weeks. Mm. No, I think it's a Sunday because unless no, it's Saturday. Are they doing the eighth is a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Yeah, the eighth. Because they're doing Halloween Havoc as a uh, as a full takeover this time. It's not gonna be a uh, you know during the week special. I think. Yeah, that's not my. So maybe that. Oh, maybe that's Sunday. No, it's Saturday. I'm looking at it right now. October eighth. That's a Saturday. No, I mean I'm talking about Halloween Havoc. Oh fuck that show! I don't care. At that, look, I pay attention when it's time. So, but um, no offense to NXT 2.0. I mean NXT, but fuck that show right now. No, fuck how we have it. But um, anyway, so current matches we have. Uh, this is honestly a strong five match card. Like if you Shout add anything, actually giving the entire card stipulations. The last year was only one match with stipulation. Yeah, I know the that was the issue. Years, in like one or two matches with stipulation, which yeah, is stupid. That's where I was getting at with like the with the stipulation pay-per-views. It's like if you're gonna only do one match on the card with that stipulation to promote the show, that's dumb. It is. Shout out to Triple H for restoring extreme and extreme rules. Yeah, I give them that, and also I kind of hope that Triple H, at least once again next year, I think we're really gonna see Triple H have his hand over the product. But I'm hopeful that he do kind of limit to we only get one or two themed pay-per-views, if you hear yeah. what I mean. Like, I'm cool with Hell in Cell. It's up to, Triple H loves Hell in, Cell, Hell in Cell matches. I think he keeps Hell in a Cell as a as a pay-per-view. Um, and I think Money in the Bank technically doesn't count. Now. Money in the Bank don't Money count. Money in the Bank is kind of. It's yeah, kind of one of the staple pay-per-views now. So. Yeah. So, so it will really be Extreme Rules and Hell in a Cell to me. Yeah, I would just make it those two as your th- two match thing pay-per-views and just bring back classic names, bring back Unforgiven, bring back Vengeance, you know, or just make up new names, you know. So, um, but yeah, so let's but go I, ahead I think look at next year. Next year he'll be like fully fledged into it. You know? Yeah, so we'll see where certain things change. Um, but let's go ahead and look at these. Um, so Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey in an extre- legit Extreme Rules match. Um, I have Liv winning. I do too. Strangely, I think that they're not pushing her. They're not pushing this Extreme version of Liv for no reason. Yeah, you you have to do it to give her a chance against Ronda, and is, but also let Ronda be Ronda. Without limiting her, so and if you are going to bring back Miss Charlotte Flair, this is probably the way to do it while costing Ronda. So it sets up at Saudi a triple threat for the women's belt. That's how I kind of view it. So, um, yeah, I can see that. yeah. So I have Liv winning with Charlotte winning. Uh, then we have. Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins in the fight pit. Um, Matt Riddle's gonna win. Yeah, Matt Riddle has to yeah. get his one. Yeah, he Seth has to get his one back. Yeah, so 
Um, Drew versus Karrion Cross in the strap match. Drew wins. Um, you got to keep Drew looking strong um, and all of that. So keep. So I think Drew wins, though. Um, Bianca versus Baker. Drew wins, but they find a way for him to get choked out again before the you know, before they move on to the next segment. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but I think Drew wins decisively, though. Uh, Bianca versus Bailey. Bianca wins. Bianca wins. Yeah. If Bailey does lose, it's going to be because of shenanigans, but I don't see no reason to take the belt off Bianca. I don't see no reason to take the belt off her. Like, Bailey is hot right now, but if Vince was in charge, I would probably say Bailey wins just so they get the, oh, we got the photo shoot of damage control with all the belts. But you you don't, you're already trying to figure out a way to get the bloodline belts off them, plus un-unify them. So, you, it don't do that with another women faction being dominant, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, there's no need to. Yeah, but Bianca's going to win. I believe Bianca wins, though. Um, Also, is Becky still being promoted for this show? Because remember, she was originally on the on the. uh, Yeah, but she's injured still. I think they changed it out by now, at least. But uh, if Becky does, I wouldn't be surprised if Becky does return if she's healthy. Yeah, like I said, separate shoulders. I think they said minimum. I was thinking of for Survivor Series too. Becky probably end up being in that War Games match for sure if she's yeah. healthy body. But yeah, but I'm, they said separated shoulders can range from a month to like a month to like four months plus. Depends. Yeah. Everybody heals differently. Shoulder shoulder injuries are tricky. So, um, then Edge versus Finn Balor in the I Quit match. Um, Finn wins. Yeah, I think Finn wins. I think um, I think that um, it's a more of a decisive win, though. I don't think it's a whole lot of Judgment Day in there. They're going to be involved regardless, but I think Finn has to get this one. Especially if he's the demon, he gets this one off by himself. If he's the demon, I think it's going to be decisive. But if he's not the diamond, then... Um, it's going to be some Judgment Day shenanigans where, like, Ray, like, they're about to unmask Ray or some shit. And. Yep. I was I was actually thinking about that. Like, you, you have Edge to. Edge is not going to be like, he's not, they're not going to be able to forcefully make him I quit. I think he'll pass out. There. You know, he'll choose to pass out before he actually say I quit. Yeah, like, they will put some shenanigans like. Ray's about to get brutally injured or they're going to unmask him if he doesn't quit or something. So, that's how I view it. So, but yeah, but I think this is a strong that's card. That's a fun match. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun match. Um, But this is a strong card. I like this card. It's a really strong card. I love it. Um, If you want to add another match, which they probably will, we'll see. You can easily... Get the Gunther Sheamus. Well, no, that's that's been confirmed to be the season premiere. Yeah, yeah. So, um, damn, bro, give it. 
damn, give us the brawling brutes versus the Imperium then for on in this match. Just just throw it on the That's card. That's next for sure though, because they they were throw the that on the card. Just throw it on the card, G. Just give us the brawling brutes versus Imperium, G. On the, just put it on the card just because. So, but yeah. So overall, I like this card. Um, let's go ahead and wrap the wrestling portion up with that. Make sure you, uh, since you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, like, comment, subscribe if you haven't yet. We greatly appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at three S from the ring, three from the ring. Get all our basketball, wrestling takes on what's going on, um, in the sports world in itself, and even sometimes pop culture stuff because sometimes I forget to switch accounts. But with that being said, we appreciate you guys. If you listen to us on audio, stick around. But if you are watching us just for the wrestling that's cool but check out the basketball portion too you know like basketball about to be busting that's all i can tell you guys sure. but if you just want to stick to wrestling that's fine and dandy um it is what it is uh the bears piss me off but that is what it is that's my football take uh for the episode but we appreciate you guys for listening and peace or we'll be right back I hop on a jet, when I hop on a phone, I'm tuning my channel at the payphone, and I'm changing the tone. Yo, 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 what's good, what's happening? We back, if you're on the audio side, we definitely back again, thanks for, uh, thanks for just staying on with, for the basketball half, but if you're on the YouTube side, welcome to the NBA portion, basketball portion of Threes from the Ring. It's your boy Chris J. Got Tyler here. Datra asleep. <laughs> Datra asleep. What tired? What I know tired? that boy tired. So, but it is what it is. Though we got, uh, we we're going to still talk this hoop shit because the NBA season is about to start literally in two and a half weeks, I believe. We got preseason games starting this Friday. I think as early as this Friday. Um, so basketball back is back, you know, so definitely excited. But if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, like comment. We appreciate the support. Make sure you tell your people you rock with you tweaking media. You rock with threes from the ring and tell them to follow us on Twitter at threes from the ring at three S from the ring. We appreciate all the support, G, all of it. But yeah, make sure you tell your people, G. Tell your peoples about us, G. Tell us how funny we are, how smooth we are, our thoughts. I feel like nobody pods like we do. I love it. I love it. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm just, but I feel like we, 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 we got our own little flavor, and I just want more people to be in the mix. That's a bar. That's a bar. That's a bar, my boy. <laughs> All right, man. But let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get into this the big mess before, like, we still got season preview to do, but we got a mess, a mess, Still a domestic mess. situation <laughs> that happened. Literally, <laughs> this news dropped, and we was like, huh? huh? <laughs> we was all like, what now? what's going on? <laughs> so, this was what? Friday almost, night? A, almost a week ago. 
No, no, like I was no, like the news broke like Friday. Yeah, Friday. It broke Friday because then Monday, East Stephen A was no, no, ooh, no. Either had it been either had it been Wednesday night or Thursday night because I know Stephen A got on first take and was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" So, um, I really don't remember when the news broke. Dang, that's crazy. But um, I could I don't feel like going through the group chat to look, but. The news broke that Ime Doka was on the verge against suspended. <laughs> For what? Because he supposedly had a conditional, consensual relationship with a staffer. So everybody's like, he's getting suspended because he was... Pretty much one within the organization. Yeah, he was fiddling around with a female coworker, which yes, and a lot of jobs that can get you fired. That's that's be for that's be real mature and honest. Yeah. Most jobs are firing you if even if it is consensual, if they feel like you if you and another coworker is having a fling, you can't possibly get fired. It's just in a lot of company policies. It is what it is. Yes, we've seen it happen in our own personal jobs, but even if even CEOs, Fortune 500 companies, the higher ups are effing up the secretaries, all of that. We know it happens, but it's still wrong policy wise. Morally, it's not until you until you're cheating on your wife, it's husbands getting involved. Big. That's why I call it the big nasty green domestic situation. Still fuck the Celtics, and this is just further proof of fuck the Celtics. So that news broke it was just like so that led to the argument of they're trying to bring down this black man and all of that. And then uh, the arguments of the women, he well everybody he cheated on me alone. And then the women like, see, see, he's she's not even good enough for him. I'm like, all right, it's nasty. A lot of it, it, it's a lot. It was nasty. Big nasty. So, more news slowly comes out. Hey. Because everybody's wondering, like, it has to be more. Why is he getting suspended for a season? Why is it argued that it might be for the season? Not half well, a season, a not 25 games. Why didn't he get fired? Yeah, and why didn't he get fired? Even though, and then which later came out. I think the subsequent statement that they're still reviewing if he will have his job after getting suspended. So, in the midst of just the news itself, people just started looking up the Celtics women's staff and they found this very attractive black woman who's on the Celtics staff. And they're like, it's her. Immediately, Celtics was like, the pe- it was reported immediately. I think not even the Celtics, but. Uh, a NBA journalist, I forgot who it was. I think it was uh, Chris Haynes. He said the woman that is being the women that are being posted is none of them. It's none of them. So people, for one, need to apologize for sharing. I'm out. Like even I don't believe I even shared the picture. I saw that she was attractive. I was like, hey, it is what it is. It ain't me alone, but but. I, I purposely made sure not to share because I don't know what this woman has going on in her life. And it's kind of both just have your face 
and also I feel bad for any women, white, black, whatever, that had that work for the Celtics and they literally have to deal with social media just posting their pictures and accusing them because they may have they have family, they may have husbands, they have kids where it's just like, What's going on here? You know, so prayers to any women in Celtics organization as well. So then so the Celtics pretty much issued a statement. Edoka pretty much said like yeah, I was wrong, bogus. So then it's pretty much I think a couple days later, Celtics officially suspend him for the year. And we're just like, yo, this is crazy. Why for a year? Like, even I was one of those, like, why is he getting suspended for a year? It has to be more to this. So yeah, then. Cause, no, go ahead. Because it, it was weird because they were making it, the way it came out, they were making it really seem like it was a fireball offense based on their policy. So mm-hmm. it's like you suspended him for a year and couldn't whether or not he's coming back at all in question after that year anyway. So it's like, are you still like, we don't, it has to be more than, than, than what's been reported because, you know, if it was, if it was all consensual, you know, married or not, you know, but it's just against, uh, you know, company policy, then I, you know, he got to get the boot and the story. Cause that's what they were saying on first take. It's like, if it was strictly just that, then this technically really shouldn't even haven't even came out like that. They could have just clearly came out and said he broke company policy. He's out, and left it at that. Yeah. And they were the ones that leaked leaked the uh, report apparently. So it's, yeah, it's, so, it's weird. No, from the outside looking in, it's weird. Very. I was uh pretty much trying to see when this was the news was broken anyway i think it had to been wednesday night it had to been wednesday night or thursday so but yeah so yeah at least now it's been a week yeah you was right it's about it's been about a week now so then after it was reported athletic article almost immediately came out and it stated this very huge like yo Hold on, I think. Um, okay, no, that's me just saying the man's cheated. <laughs> that so that was like Thursday. Um. So yeah, so ooh, so that was even so Thursday night. That's when the art, uh, the the article came out, where it said, uh, some members. Of the Celtics organization first became aware of the, rela- the relationship that he had with the woman in July. At the time, the team and leadership was led to believe both parties that the relationship was consensual. But sources said that the woman recently accused Udoka of making unwanted comments toward her, leading the team to launch a set of internal investigations. The team came aboard came to a close Thursday involved team owners and, and Brad Stevens. That lasted a few hours, and then they told the team itself they they session. So, with that all being said, Udoka stepped the line. The man's a line stepper, like a Q dog. You're a line stepper. Being on sick shit, like a Q dog. But that's a whole different story. But 
Um, Udoka definitely said something that clearly offended the woman. Like, I do I like I believe that it had to be consensual because for one, they said the the woman allegedly is she plans the team's road trips, and that she helped move Nia Long to Boston. She was getting Nia Long the tickets to road games so that she links with you uh, her man and all of that and i'm just sitting i'm like this man is sick <laughs> this man is sick but it's also like yo this man is sick <laughs> so this woman you you having an affair with like was you had was you at the ridge that day when where uh Cottrell accused censored of having an affair with censored even though we knew obviously but when he was like you're having an affair <laughs> was you there that day I didn't think who we talking about we when we was in the kitchen we was just talking uh-huh. like we always do with censored because I'm not trying to get nobody in trouble. <laughs> oh, no, no, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, and Cottrell's like, you're having an affair. It's not just cheating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you you had to be there. That was one of the classic. It was just, the le- and that was a legendary crew. We was getting shit done while I was still fucking around. But, but yeah. That this is a affair. This ain't just cheating. This is a affair because it's it's too deep. <laughs> this is in too deep. It's, to now me, it's, it's at the point where money, financials are, are probably involved with all of this because of her the the uh, yeah the possibly lady, we, we don't know. You know, yeah. she was in a position where she was handling for you to be booking flights and stuff like that. You're handling money as well. So yeah, but I don't think it's I think but it's within legal means right it's so. within the legal but still it's some type of money involved somewhere with that yeah but i doubt it gets to like that bad but because it's her she's doing her job like right. i'm pretty sure she does for all the players like she it's her her job is to make sure that coaches players wives girlfriends whatever are accommodated for hmm. that's that's this person's job it, i think every organization has it and it lessens the players, coaches' lives of being the person, being like, this is annoying, and I'm glad that position does exist. But back to this nasty situation. So, <laughs> pretty much, Yudoka was a line stepper. He said something he did not have no business saying, and it just led to things getting overall wacky. Well, she was clearly offended, and... Then is later report like then is just now many I don't know how much truth is in it reports where it was said that Udoka supposedly that the woman's husband has her and Udoka having a conversation over the ring doorbell. Ah, nasty. Yeah, because the <laughs> ring doorbells got cameras too. These so cameras you- and they record <laughs> audio. Yeah, so. Faces and voices are involved with that one. Yeah, so it's not helping the case. The husband so ver- was to my ben- house. It, I don't. Now I don't think. I think it was just he caught a phone conversation. Oh. I don't think it'd be wild if she if. Udoka's a tall brother, like he he used to hoop. He has to be at least six five. 
If yeah. I see a six foot five black man with my wife, something's not I right. Know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you automatically know this is not right. But as a husband to find out like you going through the, the uh ring camera trying to see if somebody stole your uh your dog food order from Amazon and you sit there and be like, Who's she on the phone talking to? I'm like, oh, huh? She said who? So yeah. I'm a firm believer that's the husband that leaked this information, by the way. Um I wouldn't be shocked either. Yeah, like just be like, nah, I'm getting this N word up out of here. <laughs> He's gonna hurt. Like he hurt me. But game is the game. So that's that. Um you don't suspend for the season. I would if he gets fired, it will suck. But I want to say this: one of the biggest lies right now is that he won't get another NBA job, head coaching. Jason Kidd beat his wife. <laughs> I know, gee, why you put your head you down? You're currently leading a uh, a current superstar in the league. Jason Kidd was literally about to be the Lakers coach, but then they felt that he wasn't ready, so they made him the assistant coach. And Jason Kidd gets credit and gets a new job, and he literally led that team to the Western Conference Finals with a top, arguably top five player. Thank God they chose not record. I don't feel like arguing that Luka is top five, by the way. But I'm so glad. Say that for the season because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But, um, but yeah. But, yeah, I think he, he's going to – if he used to get fired, he's going to get another job. He led this team he's going to get another job. It's just they're going to really make sure – sorry, my brother. We keep the women's from you. It's all Just men keep, on your staff. All that's men. Un, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but, <laughs> but point being, I don't like that narrative. Like he may, like he may chill for a year, but he's going to get another head coaching job. He led in his first season. That team, that Celtics team, was cheeks. They were well. They were mid. In the beginning of the season, it was slowly slipping from where they should have been, and then you know, and then he fixed them mid-season. He fixed them mid-season, and they were the best team in the league. Got to the finals, and if Jason Tatum literally played at least average, they would have won that series. Outright would have won that series. So. Not to play with what ifs, but let's say that they did actually win and this situation still came about, I think the the conversation will be slightly altered, I believe. It'll be slightly altered. It'll definitely be a different because people will be probably be like You can't fire a coach. You're not firing you're, you, you're not firing, let alone suspending a full season a like unless he did something heinous. Because everything is really coming off consensual until supposedly what was said was taken too far. And that's where, like, we we don't know what that too far is. And that's why I think some people need to realize is, like, regardless, there was a point where this was 
it was just hey until he clearly said something that stepped the line because okay let's just say the rich <laughs> the rich the rich we've seen plenty of filth <laughs> at the rich <laughs> but let's just say me It's such and such. It's such and such. Plenty of such and suches. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of such and suches. Let's just say, like I said, I was, well, at the time I was single going through divorce. But there was plenty of women in long-term relationships or married. I was messing with such and such. <laughs> game is the game. <laughs> but let's just say something. Let's just say I said something that like out of bounds where it's like, hold on. That At ain't the cool. Most wasn't, impro- wasn't appropriate for work. Wasn't appropriate for work, but just not. That was all together. Just unappropriate like yeah you know and such and such went to leo or doreen i'm fired (laughs) i'm getting fired you can't do that it's like the moment like things could be consensual but the moment where and that's the that's the danger of workplace relationships once it gets to a point where it's just like, oh, yeah, we kind of like in a relationship or is it somewhat more like dating or having an affair? Seen plenty yeah. of those and <laughs> seen it live in action. <laughs> but once it gets to the point where one of the parties get offended because you said something that's just like way out of bounds. And they legit do get offended. That person has the right. To be like, yo, this is harassment. Especially if you're going a little too far with your actions. And, yeah. Just being honest. Right. So. But my my question is, because technically both of them still broke the policy rule though, right? Yes, and but this is the rule and people making it a black man thing. Even well, I'm not even trying to get into that thing because that my thing is, is I don't think they they're only not and I'm not saying this because whatever he did was wrong regardless of what she did what he did was wrong he's the one in the hot seat but since technically both of them broke the rule aren't technically both of them you know getting reprimanded so the real question will be what's the exact policy is it that the, you can't because it's the thing. It's in an organization that big, everybody fucking. And most of these organizations, NBA, Mo- literally, NFL, that's, that's just an example. Sports. Everybody fuck. But yeah. so, because if Idoka could, he could sit there and just throw everybody under the bus. And that's why that's why I was getting to my next yeah. point. That's why I said he could. I feel like they didn't fire him because they trying to save somebody else's ass. Of course, but but like I said, who cares at the end of the day? I think it's more because since it elevated to harassment, they had to do something. Right. You 
you still have, like in in a situation with somebody somewhere where anybody's being harassed in the organization, whoever the harasser is, you have to. Make that's the issue right there. Regardless. It's just like and you, that's where, um, you can nip in the butt. It's to. easier like, we're not what he did. Yeah. Know? So like the lady, I don't like. For all I know, she might. She might have fall. I know design for all I care. But with Udoka being more in a front-facing position of being the head coach and ambassador, yes, the media attention is going to be on him. People are going to want to look at what you're going to do about him and his job, especially because once it hits harassment, it's like, hey, yo. Cause harassment, that's even that's beyond just the team. That's like a league wide thing now. It's exactly. Like if they didn't do anything to to suspend him or anything, the league was gonna have to step in at that. Point. Yep. And that's so, what it was leading to next. If they didn't do anything. Yeah, which the Celtics wasn't gonna do anyway. But like, if that's just if like if the woman saw the Celtics just outright did nothing, and that's why I feel like that whoever her husband is, he has to be high ranking. Like, dang near ownership, like minority type owner, and his wife works for the team, has a job with the team or something, or like something like that, because it can't just be team trainer's wife, you know? Like, and not to downplay, because literally, like, whoever the man is, I feel for him. No man deserves to get cheated on. Um, man or woman. But dude has to be high ranking for them to be like, yo, we have to put this type of pressure. Yeah. He has to be high ranking. That's why I'm like dating that thought it was Brad Stevens. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which would be like, you a sick nigga. You take the man went, man got promoted. He, you, he, rec- he hires you and you fuck his wife. <laughs> but yeah. That's you, sick. You got to bounce before we do something to you. Literally. That's it. That's checkmate, bro. Like, don't laugh. <laughs> it's over. But, um, but yeah, so the Celtics did it right. I still, like, I still, like, it's just once harass, once, I, once the harassment claim got mentioned, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. You, you're just not about to, you just not going to fire your head coach who just took you to the finals. Because he had a an affair, right? It's like if just at not, the most he's he not the president of the United States. It's like you, you you had like he did something wrong, like he legit did, like it's yeah. So I get it. So with that being said, nigga fucked up. Nope. <laughs> nigga fucked up. All right. Um. Let's go ahead. Um. The Let's players talk about, didn't even really know much, supposedly, because Jalen Brown came out and said it's like we don't. Yeah, the really players know what didn't know. They were just like the way y'all phrasing it. Was it consensual or not? That's what which was interesting. So smooth way to transition to media day was just this past Monday. Um, we recorded on a Wednesday night, by the way, just so you guys know. So um, pretty much training camp as well into uh well into it. Uh, media day just we pretty much get to see players report. Players are uh, taking a little photos, team photos. We're starting to see nice little things. 
Um, we get players comments on what's been going on, changes to the league. Um, so, which is pretty dope in itself. So, shout out to that. Um, so, we're here. NBA training camp is here. Um, a couple of things I do want to talk about based off media day. Um, Jimmy Butler. That's just... Look, my... Look, my... Jimmy Butler, bro. I'm glad that Taylor Rooks, for one, asked the important question if that's going to be in his head. But... And he said it's going to be going by the beginning of the season. But still. My man's is on straight weird shit. You have faux locks in your head, my nigga. Faux locks. In your head. You are a grown-ass man. Grown-ass man. This is a sick Negro. Grown-ass <laughs> man. Why do you have faux locks? You had it all summer, my brother. All summer. That's what you desire, boy. You all that. He had long enough hair where he was braiding it and shit. So, you like, bro? If you want to like, he didn't have to do it. That's my thing. You didn't have to get extensions, my nigga. You didn't have to do that. Exactly. It's unnecessary. Highly, but I'm glad that I was clarified. You said what? But still, it was just—it's too much. Yeah, I'm glad it was clarified. Let's just put it that way. So, that's the heat. Um. Um, what else? Oh, they asked Kevin Durant his thoughts and pretty much told the media, look, man, I wasn't Shit, happy. I'm Kevin Durant. Yeah, I I'm Kevin Durant. I wouldn't let go if I was them I, I asked for a trade. They said, and pretty much, they ain't trading me. I'm okay. It is what it is. Moved on. Lakers side of things. They asked Russ, how's it going? He said, it is what it is. I'm here. How you feel about Pat Bev? I have no beef with no man. We all cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, um, media day is going on. Um, I think Ben Simmons shot a shot of basketball, of course. We're going to see those training camp videos. Yeah, we'll, I actually we'll see. did see a video of him shooting a fadeaway that he made, so that's progress. Put this on. Is this what the fuck you look like, like a piece of shit? You look like some shit! <laughs> I ain't taking that serious until... I'm not taking it serious until I see it in a game. Not I still gotta watch the Ben Simmons J.D. Reddick podcast too. By the way, I still have to watch that. Um, I'm halfway through with it. I, still, I don't know why I didn't finish it. Yeah, I, I forgot it dropped. Oh yeah, you Doka. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, you <laughs> Doka fucked it all up. Took all the way. Took all the hype, nigga. God damn it. Damn fuck. See, that's why I fucked the Celtics. <laughs> See? Yeah. But yeah, so we're pretty much hearing things. Uh, Tank, like, it's, it's getting, like, pretty much we're here. We're here. Like, um, oh, we also got to see in shape Zion. Yes. Zion is, at the moment, in shape. But I need to see when he's going to Chicago and New York and Philly 
Nigga gonna eat. Yeah. Yeah. Zion weight is like mine in my early twenties. I was fluctuating up and down. That's just what it is. It, it I'm good. He's glad he's in shape, but gee, next thing I know, that nigga gonna be built like me again, and then built like not me again. So that man weight is gonna fluctuate. It is what it is. But he looks like he's in Long shape, and I'm happy. Stays healthy. That's the important part. That's all that matters. That's really all that matters, though. But yeah. So, but uh, as we start previewing other teams, we'll get there. Um, so with that being said, let's go ahead and knock out the rest of the Easter Conference. Like I said, we was going to do on the last pot because the East, the rest, I don't want to spend time talking about the rest of these Easter Conference teams, honestly. So we knocked the Atlantic Division out because that's arguably what's going to be the best division in this uh, conference. But let's go ahead and get, what the hell, what's North? Southeast, there we go. So, Southeast is easily the worst division. So, we're just going to get this out the way now. The Heat. Miami. Miami's going to win this division easily. Easily. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, Regular season-wise, they're going to be a solid team for the regular season. They're going to win 50-plus games. I'm still a firm believer if, if you can turn something into getting Jimmy a second option offensively do it do it if you if keep my ears on what's going on in Portland keep your ears open say Portland sucks ass starts off horribly you do what you gotta do you do what you gotta do yep you get Dame. Yes, I'm starting the trade Dame game already. It's starting now as we speak. Trade Dame now. If we can do it now, we can do it now. So, let's do it. Um. So, yeah. Dame, Dame going to be mentioned. Um, I don't know. Nobody else will be unhappy perimeter-wise, but we'll see. But... And also, just the players are a luxury in the league at this point. Yeah, but um, Dane, if Brooklyn starts off shitty, definitely them too. <laughs> definitely them too. Um, but yeah. So moving on, the Hawks. Now the Hawks did some decent changes. Um, main the primary change being getting Dejounte Murray for a bag of chips. Biggest steal of the summer because I was not expecting that. To that was not all. expected, but and I like the move. And if it works, it's a definitely step above because it allows Trey Young to be. I'm gonna say this: I think Trey Young is a better point guard than he is. He's a his playmaking is probably his strongest suit of his game than his actual score. Not to say that he can't score. He isn't a great scorer. But I think for him to be his best version of Trey Young that will lead to wins, I think he needs to be a better playmaker. Or lead with his playmaking, if that makes sense. Instead of scoring. 
And DeJounte Murray can get buckets. Literally, you got you was able to like last year you averaged twenty three and you did it all for the Celtics. I mean for the Spurs. And that's still solid. That Spurs seems booty cheeks. But um well let me uh see who the who's still on the Hawks roster, by the way. But by the way, I still believe I know me and Datra argued this slightly in the group chat. The Hawks still do have a better talent-wise. They have a better roster than than um, the Mavericks. They it's just look certain names just look better on paper. Um, yeah. God damn it. Um, so yeah. Oh, they still got Bogdan Bogdanovich. Let's see. They got two of the Holiday Brothers. Frank, ugh. I think got Frank Kaminsky listed as a point guard on ESPN. That's just weird. But anyway, so um, I think Trey Young, if Trey Young lets Dejounte get his fair share uh shots off, and John Collins as well, I think that's the best version of the Hawks. And probably the best version of Hawks that leads to consistent wins. Because, yes, Trey is a bucket. He can score, but he's also extremely tiny. And I feel like for tiny players like him, like, yes, his shooting is good, but he's not Steph Curry neither. I feel he's a hell of a playmaker. But I think at his best, if Trey Young can be still get his 20-plus, but average 10 assists, which is possible because you have the key is the key is going to be health and all of this. Yeah, the key is going to be health. But if you can get three solid assists off to DeJounte, three, four solid assists off of John Collins, you're going to alley up it to Clint Capella at least twice a game. And you got Bogdan on his team, DeAndre Hunter. As a spot up, that's like two of your spot up shooters. That's something to me. That you have something. So, like he can get to ten assists easily to me with uh like at least with the scoring options he has, while still yeah, getting his twenty. Necessarily have to be like 20. a force ten neither because you got guys. Yeah, you, you know, have guys who I feel like on a night to night you can get two plus assists per out of like who he's passing it to. Who's getting the assist, I mean. So, while still getting his 20, and I think it'll be a more efficient, better-looking 20-plus out of him as well. Like, I'm not saying that he doesn't need to be the primary scorer, but I feel like Trey Young should be at his best, get his buckets come fourth quarter, but in the beginning of the game, get everybody else involved, then dominate scoring-wise if you have to. While you still have a DeJounte Murray as well, and plus, with Trey Young's shooting ability, play off ball more. Yeah, play off ball more. Like Dejounte is a solid point guard. The only thing that you should take from Steph is that playing off ball. Because Steph probably plays the best off ball. He's scary off ball because you have to keep track of him. Like that's, yeah. I'd rather deal with Steph bringing the ball up to court because at least I know I'm focused on him. Instead of off ball where he's legit about to juke, slide, spin move me and I'm running to 15 men and 20 illegal screens. So, but yeah, but um, 
the Hawks can easily still. I still believe that they're in that play-in seventh seed level. It's just because the East has teams that's okay, that's okay, but not all oh, year guaranteed six seed. But in a perfect world, they can easily infiltrate that five six seed too. At their best, right. but me being realistic, they're gonna be in the play-in still. Yeah. Just me just looking at, like, because still defensively, their best defensive player is still Clint Capella. But another key factor is DeAndre Hunter. If DeAndre Hunter can play and give me 60 games of healthy, I think they'll be they'll be in that 6-5 seed conversation. But he has to stay healthy. That's their biggest X factor is him being healthy. So, let's move on to the Charlotte Hornets. Um, Peaks. They won 43 games last year, surprisingly. But Miles Bridges is a criminal and should and should be in the deepest pit of jail. So with that being said, you got weaker. And LaMelo's going to be solid. LaMelo's going to continue to grow. But you lost the key young piece. And they didn't do nothing to really push themselves over the table. You lost all. You also lost Montrez as well, so you you're still getting weaker talent wise. They had most tri- Montrez here. Yeah, they had Montrez last year. Um, I don't remember that. Yeah, he had an okay year, but um, they had Montrez. You lost Montrez. You lost Miles Bridges because he's a dumbass. Lamelo's gonna get it. Lamelo's got free reign, but also it's gonna be more focused on Lamelo. So. Yeah, so this I think might, they this, get worse. I don't even think they're gonna be in the playing talk. No, I don't see. I don't see them doing anything significant. Um, if they do do better than than what people are expecting, this could be one of those seasons where Lamelo could possibly make his first All Star in the East. I think he did. No, he made it last year. He did. Yeah, he made it last year. Oh uh, well, might do it again. Yeah, Lamelo's gonna be. I think he's gonna remain in the conversation regardless. Um, he's just too talented and it's too good. It's just the team, talent wise, quality wise, fell off. Unfortunately. It's, so, it's moving not, on. And it's like, no good. It's kind of always been like this for for Charlotte. They don't really know how to build a team, but at the same time, it's really nobody they can legitimately get to come there. There's nothing for them to come to, so you know mm-hmm. they pretty much had to do what they had to do in the draft to get Lamelo, and now they got to see where they can go from there. But I don't see them doing anything exciting this season. Yeah, so see where things go for them. Uh, the Washington Wizards. I think the Wizards is going to be better. Your Bradley Beal situation is somewhat answered. He signed to make a contract, and if. Bradley Beal, you still got Chris Stapps, you have Kuzma, you still have solid young pieces. I think the Wizards can will be in the play and talk this year. Huh? I think they got Montrez Hero now. No, Montrez went to Philly. He went to Philly? Yeah, he he signed to Philly. Oh, I'm all over the place. He was um, he was a wizard. Remember he was a wizard though. Oh, you're right. He was a wizard, then he Got traded to the Hornets, and then, yeah. 
Okay, that's that's the gap because I didn't know he got traded to the Hornets. Yep, so that's the gap right there. But yeah, um, but I think the Wizards will be in the play-in talk. The key is as long as Bradley Beal and um, Chris Stapp stay healthy, I think they can be. They'll be in the play-in talk. They'll be in that seven ten seed uh, conversation if healthy. I like the talent they do have. I don't. I think. I. I really hope they fire Scott Brooks by now. I hope Scott Brooks is not their coach anymore. Let me see who is their coach. Cause I need. Like I, I'm not sure who's the Washington Wizards coach. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, West Unsell Junior. So yeah, they. I'm glad Scott Brooks is long gone from that team. Thank God. But um. But but I like. But overall, I like the talent that the Wizards do have. Oh, they st- I forgot they still got Rui Hachimura. They got Will Barton now as well. Like, they have a good set of wings. And uh, they can they can really run a tall lineup of where you have Porzingis, Hachimura, Kuzma, um, and some other dude and Bradley Beal. And that can cause some teams some problems. But, so. but yeah, but I think they'll be a, they'll be sneaky good. They'll be in, like I said, they'll be in that ten seven C playing talk. Like I believe, like it's just the key is health. I think that they're gonna be one of those teams, like you said, that's sneaky good. They're gonna be one of those teams that's gonna catch a good team on a on a bad night when they really need a win, and mm-hmm. they're gonna take that win from them. Yep. Yep. So I'm cool with it. Um, next we got the Orlando Magic. I don't even know who's on this team to be honest. Y'all are trash. Yeah, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Y'all are (laughs) trash. Like y'all are so trash. (laughs) I think that's all that needs to be said. I think Markel Fultz is still on this team. Uh, Cole Anthony. Bro, they got so many guards. That you, they can sell, they can sell, gee, when I played them on 2K, bro, I'm like, bro, why do you got all these guards? <laughs> why yeah. do you have all these guards? It's like, like bro. that time that the Knicks had all them power forwards, like, you got all the guards, they got all the power forwards. Like, gee, teams needed power forwards, and y'all signing all of them, while the, while the, uh. While the Magic got all these night potentially nice young guards, and you just have them all. What's um? What's buddy name with the uh with the hair? Oh, the rookie uh Paolo Banchero. No, not Paolo. The uh, he a point guard. That's another guard that you on the team. He got the the weird haircut that kind of jet out his head. Alfred Payton. Yeah. That nigga Vingo. <laughs> no, that was and he cut his hair. <laughs> but he always grow it back. Yeah, but gee, Alfred paid a big goal. I think that nigga on the Suns now. I believe he's on the Suns. Well, yeah. Let me pull up the the Magic real quick. I'm just the fact that we, I didn't want to spend time on the Magic, G. <laughs> but <laughs> let's look at it. It's um, just bad how they have this team, and this it don't make no sense. All right, so Paolo Bonchero, they got Bobo. Who cares? Franz Franz Wagner's decent. He's actually good. He's good. He's no, good. Yeah, Franz Wagner's good. Huh? 
he was telling me about him. Yeah, Franz Wagner's decent. Markel folks. Jonathan Isaac. That nigga went MAGA. That, that nigga went MAGA and was never the same, G. Yeah, he did to himself. Like, G. Like, I don't, I never seen somebody be out for two years in the AC, with an ACL injury in, 20, in this current era of modern medicine. That is nasty. But, um. Man, same rehabbing the way he's supposed to. Yep. Mo Bamba. Jalen Suggs, who's decent. Cole Anthony, who's decent. Wendell Carter, bitch ass. Um, RJ Hampton was supposed to be a thing. Terrence Ross needs to be freed. Um, I he was still there. Gary Harris. Like, bro, you have. So, hold on. I could say you Gary Harris is shoot. Two of them guards that they really like. Keep them and let the rest of them go because it don't make sense why they. Have and the bogus part is they paid Gary Harris this summer. I'm like, you could have let. You have to keep him. Why? You don't need or you him. Trade him to get something, but who are you gonna get? Like to me, this is my thing. Okay, Mark Fultz trade values due to mainly because of injury risk. Unfortunately, I think Jalen Suggs is good. Cole Anthony is good. Get something for R.J. Hampton. Get something for Terrence Ross. Get something for Gary Harris. And you figure it out from there. Because there's no reason why that, to me, your your, your backcourt should literally be behind Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony. Yeah. And then, arguably, Franz Wagner is good, but then Paolo's probably playing power forward. So, Franz is about to come off the bench. If Jonathan Isaac is healthy, you have to play him because you paid him $100 million. Bro, this team bro, this team is nothing but guards and power forwards. With Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter. And Wendell Carter is technically a power forward. Technically. Yeah, because he... Um that's pretty much where he's been at his whole career. This team sucks. They just suck. <laughs> I have uh, no expectations yeah. for this team. Uh, beyond those trades, if they decide to make any of those trades. Look, just let Paolo Banchero do his thing. G. That just get back, get Paolo the ball. Figure out who you figure out who your two guards you keeping. Get rid of one of them and go from there. Because you need some type of direction. You got a gang of power forwards and a gang of point guards. And Mobamba. <laughs> and literally, it's just, I'm throwing Mobamba because literally, you signed Mobamba when I thought they were about to get rid of the nigga. So. But, fuck What's the they give him? Too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this team is ass. Let's see Alright, moving on. Let's go to the Central uh, Division and East. Um, Detroit Pistons. I'll let you go first. Um, who the fuck is on this roster? Cunningham, uh, George, what is his name? Jer- Jerron Ivy or something like that? Um, 
the dude that LeBron hit, who he busted open. Um, uh, they got yeah. Bagley. They got a solid whip of young niggas. Yeah, there's another team with you know a young team that just got to figure out. Uh, they can get this, figure out an identity with this young group. See what they can do. Yeah, like a lot of people are high on the Pistons this year. They definitely got more upside than the Shark, than the Hornets, and the Magic for sure. Yeah, like a lot of people are high on the Pistons this year. Like people like are high on Jaden Ivy. Um, I believe I'm I'm a fan of Cade Cunningham. I think he's gonna take a next step to be almost a borderline All Star. Um. They did just get Bo, Bo John Bogdanovich. He's going to pre. I'm I'm assuming he's going to be their starting shoot small forward more than likely. Um, they still got they got Bagley. They got Sadiq Bay who's solid. Yo, this team got a bunch of veterans. Like they got, they have a solid set of That's veterans. They got Nerlens Noel, Alex Burks, Bo John. Um, Kimba. I think I don't think they bought Kimba out yet. But um, but he's more than likely not playing with them. So yeah, you got Corey Joe who brought a ring to the six. Like you got, like either if the Pistons underachieve, they can easily trade some of these dudes to get some picks, whatever. Or some of these vets can sit there and be like, "Hey, lead these young bucks, get them ready." They could be one of those ten nine. Playoff, playoff, playing seed. Yeah. And they will give whoever seven, eight, some hell in that playing game. That's how I view them. Like that's how I view this team. Like I, I see it. I see the potential. But um, but I'm just not sold yet. Some people are extremely high on them, but I think they're gonna be competitive, but they're not ready yet. Yeah, they still. Too young, and then even with the best that they do have, they not like overly experienced with playoff, you know, experience. I think the only one is legit Bo Bojan, Bojan and Corey Joe. Yeah, and Corey Joe just there just to like look who who want to clean which one of you rooks cleaning my ring today. <laughs> but they do got about what's it is Dwayne Casey is a solid coach. Keep that black man hired. Um despite what LeBron did to that man as a uh, when he was coaching the Raptors. But Dwayne you Casey is a, still man. a solid black head coach in his league. And I think he, he has something uh, he has something in Detroit. Same way he has something out there when he was in Toronto. The man is solid as a coach. I think like he's he he's starting to get something. I do like the fact that the Pistons are building something. I see I see it. I would say that I see it. At but least they are trying. It's some yeah. teams that they're not trying to do nothing. Yeah, I will say this: they're not gonna be they're not gonna be the worst team in this division because that's gonna go to the Pacers. The Pacers trying to be bad on purpose. Look, the Pacers need to do whatever they need to do. Get Buddy Hill off your roster. Get Miles Turner off your roster. Get T.J. McConnell off your roster. Get not literally. I feel bad for Tyrese Halliburton, but bro, get your twenty three this season and just say fuck it. 
and just kind of pray that Russell Westbrook doesn't get on this team because Russ kind of win. If they do get Russ and they choose not to buy him out, Russ wins them ten more games that they don't need to win. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you do need to try to get something for Miles Turner and Buddy Hill. Like the ideal, the the perfect world is the Lakers do get him, get them in the perfect world, or at least one of them. But we'll see where that goes. Let's just see where that goes. Who do you but, think that they would need more out of the two, you know, player wise? I would say I, I think would say Miles Turner. Miles Turner because the league is slowly going back to like we're getting a golden era of centers. Again, yeah, it's like you need a big man to compete. Yeah, and not to sit there and say, "Oh my God," but look who just won the championship. Uh, but I'm like, look at the team who competed against them. The Celtics was running two bigs, Robert Williams with one leg, and Al Horford were on the court majority of the time. Yeah. Like the Lakers when they won, a big ass team. The Bucks, big ass team. Big ass. <laughs> Literally, like front court death is ridiculous. And the Celtics, literally, they ran a too big lineup often. So the and then just look at just the amount of great bigs we have now. We're slowly getting back to the era of bigs. And teams is going to value that, especially in the East itself, because literally you got to deal with Joel Embiid. <laughs> Whether healthy or not, you still have to deal with Joel Embiid come playoff time. And I still, even though, like, there's people who like, well, jo, jo, this, and I do, I'm a, as an Embiid fan, I say Embiid does have something to prove. And it's more like if Embiid can stay healthy. For the entirety of a playoffs. To me it's fuck the record. I know he wants his MVP. Because for one. That's just his stamp of approval. But. If Embiid can stay healthy. For the entirety of the playoffs. That's. Any team's biggest fear right there. And the one time that he was healthy. For I feel like the entirety of the playoffs. Jimmy Butler was there. And it took Kawhi Leonard to sh- make a game a lucky ass jump shot. That was the last time and the one time I believe Embiid was healthy most of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, and I believe if Embiid was healthy in the series against who they played against in the loss to, um, lost to. Um... They he, lost to Miami, didn't they? Yeah, if they if Embiid was healthy, and like I said, this is the part that sucks about talking about Embiid, but every time in the playoffs he gets some at least one or two, he gets sick and he gets hurt. It's both. It's always both. It's never just he gets sick. He gets sick and he gets hurt. It's a combination yeah. of and it's just like where did these come from? So, but if Embiid is healthy, I believe wholeheartedly most teams will be scared. And you will want a Miles Turner. Through the whole playoffs, I think they should be at the least in the conference finals again. Yes, but yeah, that's a whole different story. 
But um, and the only teams that can legit like, but like I said, in the East, most of the great teams have bigs. The Celtics have Robert Williams, even though I think Al Horford's gonna take a step down. So you got Al Horford. Um, even though I think Vooch is solid, he's still a center yeah, that you still gotta worry, still worry about. The freaking Cavaliers have a freaking fleet of bigs, <laughs> a fleet. <laughs> they have a fleet. Give up none of them get down the middle. Exactly. Then, um, I was just thinking of the Bucks. Even though Brook Lopez and uh, Ibaka are getting older, you still got Giannis, Bobby Portis in that group. So you have a comp like just in the East itself. The top, some of the top teams have solid front courts. You need a front court, and some of the in like let's just say the Nets was to get a Miles Turner. That's worth something because that changes everything. You got that means your front court is legit. KD, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons as a point guard, but Ben Simmons and Miles Turner with Nick Claxton as your backup. That's not bad. That's a literally that's a solid front court. The Nets probably need him the most. Because yeah, Nets would be a lo- like literally. I I would believe more in the Nets if they was to get Miles Turner. I don't know how they get him, but I would believe in him. Um, but yeah, but you can definitely get something from Miles Turner because either way, like you need, I, I'm a firm believer you need like a Miles Turner who can shoot threes, stretch the floor, and protect the rim. And all I'm gonna say is teams better do pray that either the Nets or Lakers do not get Miles Turner. And Buddy Hield, you still gonna get a de- something decent for Buddy Hield as well because he's still one of the best shooters in the league. Easily one of the best shooters in the league. Get something for Buddy Hills. Especially a contender. But Pacers, just their goal is to be one of the worst teams in the league. That is their goal. They're trying to get their number one draft pick. Now everybody else getting a, a top draft pick and they ain't getting shit. And for them, like, they're one of those franchises where it's just like you, you, you tend to always build well. You stay competitive. It's just... Yeah, you just said, all right, what we got ain't working no more. Yeah, so. Um, But, yeah, so. Moving on. Cleveland Cavaliers. This The Cavaliers have potential to be in the play-in, or they could be a top-four seed. Not saying they're going to be one or two, but they'll be like three or four. So I'm putting them in the I'm putting them in the three through eight range. They could be within that range because you got the you got the height, you got a backcourt. The question is your perimeter defense. But if your bigs do what they're supposed to do, you can cover it. But you do want to try to look for, I'm, like I said, Jay Crowder's available, and I know Jay Crowder is literally, we we don't, we give Jay Crowder flack on his podcast. We do. But at least he's somebody. He's, he's somebody. He still plays. He's, a, he, he's still a solid defender. He's a hell of a three-point shooter. And 
Eh. Solid three point shooter. He's solid. Like when he when it when he's on, he's on. That's what that way. Um, but he's somebody if I'm the Cavaliers, you should look at because I know that he I'm like he has a lot of nerve to act out for a trade. You're Jay fucking Crowder. <laughs> but I could see Jay Crowder uh going to the Cavaliers. Um because they, he's the type of wing that they do need, um, just somebody who can guard in the perimeter, um, and still guard in the front court if need be. Like I said, like I like I told Daytro a while ago, wing, every team needs wings, and not every team has it, but and like the Cavs at least have it. It's just also you hope that. Evan Mobley is a versatile, versatile enough defender to cover for to cover for um, Donovan Mitchell and uh, Garland, mm-hmm. or you just hope that Donovan Mitchell actually steps up defensively because this the thing. Like yes. Like he doesn't need to take the as heavy as an offensive load as he had to with Utah. You have Garland who can who can get his fair share of buckets. You have Mobley who can score. Jared Allen's a solid scoring center. Kevin Love comes off the bench can score. You have Karis Levert who can who's may either start or come off the bench and score. You have players who can who have the potential to be scoring between 15 to 25 a night with him, where I feel like he can put more effort on defense. That's just my definitely beliefs. gonna have to playing in the East. It's, I think it's more guards in the East that he has to worry about than he was in the West. Obviously, in the West, he had to worry about Steph and uh. But at the same time, now in the West, East, you got to worry about Zach. You got to worry about Kyrie. Kyrie. Drew Holiday. um, Tyler. You know, like, I know we give Tyler Hero flack, but Tyler Hero. um, It's it's guards in the East that you got to deal with. Yeah, and they're going to go at his head. So, you know, that's, that's always been the next improvement point for me with him is like defensively he could definitely be better so way better and, and he has defense, the wingspan for like all, all effort anyway that's Just really what it effort. is and he's still still solidly athletic yet i didn't know he was his wingspan was so like he has a crazy wingspan even though he's six three i think he has almost a seven foot wingspan yep that's incredible so come on now but um you should you should be a top uh top steals Type guy. At least, yeah. At least, like, I want to say he's gonna be still champ or something, but like, but play you the passing be able lanes. To a couple guys, yeah, you know. play the passing lanes. You know, take chances defensively. I think he like at least be a solid defender. Like, I ain't telling you be great, but be solid. Um, but and then, the like cat said, he doesn't have to take on that much of an offensive load, so you have more. You have more energy to put in effort wise on the defensive end, so yeah. Because he's still gonna get his shots off. It's just I feel like he's gonna get more quality oh, shots. Yeah. What's the name of their coach again? Um, God damn it, 
uh, Bickerstaff. Yeah, I think um, if he can get him and Garland on the same page early on, that definitely benefits them mm-hmm. a lot too because Garland should be their starting point guard. I think he he starts over um over Levert. Um, no, Garland's gonna start point guard regardless. Levert's a shooting guard. Technically, about to be small forward. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, so, yeah, I'm talking I think about. if he gets Garland on board with with Mitchell early, that definitely helps because then it's not too much of the back and forth. Like, you know how like when you first put a guard combo together and they kind of back and forth, you know, because yeah. they obviously got to figure out, you know, how to get each other to each other's spots or whatever. But getting them on board early definitely helps them a lot because they make the offense run smoother instead of them, you know, just pushing through the both of them and then, you know, everybody else just kind of waiting around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, but yeah, um, that's, but yeah, the cat, but where you see the Cavs possibly, what, where you see them possibly? Um, same, about the same range that you said, but I do think that they have more of a chance of being a top at least a four seat, at least a four or five seat. I okay. definitely think that they they show that they can be a solid team with the run that they made going into the playoffs. So I definitely think the next step is, for them is to find that solidified playoff spot instead of being a playing team. Yeah, I feel you. But, um... Well, yeah, I feel you. So, like the Cavs, I think they'll be solid. Like they're gonna, they're gonna be a very fun team to watch, though. Like, and I'm gonna give, um, the GM a lot of credit. Like, he did a solid job building his team post LeBron. Way great job. So I'm giving him his. Didn't rush it. You didn't, you know, you didn't uh, feel like you had to make a major move and give up, you know, the pieces that you got because having. Regardless of what people were saying in the beginning, having all those big men benefits them a lot. Yeah, and and the thing is, like this, this is why I say we're going into a golden era. We're about to enter the golden era of bigs again, eventually, because we're we're seeing bigs who are talented who can do do it all, but also, or they're just so gifted athletically, but they're and they're just elite defensively. Like we're seeing the Gobert types, we're seeing more of the Gobert types, we're seeing more Jokic Jokic builds, we're seeing some Embiid's where it's just super all around. We're seeing the cats, more cats in the world, ADs type bigs entering the league and they're going to be coming at a high commodity. And then like of course, every league, everybody in the league is looking for the next Giannis, of course, and we got Buddy from France who can potentially be that. But we're entering that new golden era where it's just like, yo, it's a lot of great bigs in this league, and if your team and like teams is going to take a chance of going doing starting lineups where it's two bigs because technically one of those big is so freaking versatile. Whereas, like, it ain't hurting me to start another big shit. <laughs> like, that man can shoot, and he, he's versatile on defense. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're getting back to that era, and it's going to be interesting to see how 
the league changes in that aspect as well because like we've been in such a perimeter guard dominant league for like a really past since Jordan and yeah. like even though like yeah LeBron like even though LeBron's freaking six eight you know but he still dominated from the perimeter primarily and now we're seeing like bigs who are crucial to like legit court essential to the winning with Giannis, AD and LeBron just the past couple of years. And even just like look at that Raptors team, the Raptors that beat the Warriors, that was a big team. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty big team. So, Marcus Hall, Serge Ibaka. Kawhi, like Kawhi. That, Siakam, like that was a pretty big team. So we're starting to see like just off the past champions, like yeah, the Warriors being that anomaly, of course, but you have one of the greatest players to ever play the game on your team, so that helps. Um, where we're slowly seeing, like, okay, if you got the right set of bigs, you can still win, you know. So, but yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to the Bulls. Um, the Bulls, I'm just gonna be real honest. We're gonna we're gonna go to a few games. They're gonna be a fun team, but the moment that I heard Lonzo knee is absolutely touching the gates of heaven, um, I accepted that this team is definitely gonna be talking playing. I do not have high expectations for this team. Um, reason why, like when Lonzo legit was hurt, hurt last year, he was legit missing. You missed out on your on your play that that was your best playmaker, your best perimeter defender, and arguably your best shooter. Yeah. Like you, you missed out on a lot. And even like I think the Damar and Zach Levine was very vocal about yeah, Alonzo did a lot for us. Yeah, them from playing hot potato with the basketball. Yeah, they play hot potato. You ISO, I ISO, I right, cool. A hey, Vooch open over there in the corner. I right, cool. Fuck him. <laughs> so, with that being said, it's another season where Alex Crusoe's probably, you're entering the season with Alex Crusoe being your starting point guard. Kobe White is not a point guard. He is a freaking shooting guard who is 6'1". Um, and with that all being said, who is going to be the primary point of this team? You're missing a defender, a smart defender, and somebody to keep the troops grounded. And it's you're going to miss that. And not to say that this is going to be a bad team, but they're going to fall down to earth. It's going to be yeah, a they're missing. They're missing too many key pieces to really make them be a to put them. It's in not position. even key piece. It's Lonzo was a big piece. But it's, he was it's the bad, piece. It's not. It, he, I think Lonzo right now, obviously, you know, that's a, a huge piece to just be missing for almost a whole season again. But they still missing some some depth in the big man department too. That that's something that we've been talking about since the middle of last season, really. Mm-hmm. Around the same time that Lonzo went down. Once Boots once Boots started getting in those positions where he really couldn't you know, he was giving his best, but it wasn't enough. It's was like we need some more big men, bro. Yeah, we need defenders and on this team. I will say I like the pickup of Drummond because he fixes one of the biggest issues, which was rebounding. 
that was one of the biggest issues we had was rebounding last year. Off, uh, but it's still like it's not enough because I think I would I won't be concerned about front court death if Patrick Williams steps up and for one stays healthy and plays yeah. to the ability that most people believe he should be at. That's Patrick Williams. I think if Patrick Williams is healthy, he erases at least my defensive worries because he's he's in that tall wing build where he's a versatile defender and just also he just needs to be consistent offensively. Just have some type of consistency offensively as well. Yeah. But it's still if he doesn't step up. Then it's just like, well, fuck you, fuck you, bro. Getting you getting the Wendell Carter treatment. You getting traded? Yeah, you out of here. Bye. Sorry, but but yeah. So I I, it sucks I believe because we you know we were high on the Bulls going into last season. You know we saw what happened. Is the Bulls is an ex- is a wait and see experiment right now? We have to wait and see what opens up to see where when they can improve. You know, mm-hmm. as far as picking up somebody else. And then the question with Lonzo is like, do you wait for him to get healthy or do you, you know, you try to figure out a package for him? Because this You can't now, really like, trade him. You can't, can't trade, really him. trade he's, him. He's damaged. Damaged good. And you now it's him. like, at this point, his knee, his knee is always going to be in question at this point. It's been, been hindering him since after he left the Lakers. Pretty much, and like I said, it's really unfortunate because because he was just up, he was really getting into that spot where he really found his game again when he was in New Orleans. He really became that. He really found out what who he what he was gonna what type of player he was gonna be in this league. Because a lot of players when he first came in, they didn't know you know what. They, oh, he doesn't score enough. Oh, he doesn't do this enough. I thought he was supposed to be the next such and such and everything. Once he got out of that realm of, you know, trying to figure out how to live today, expectations just be, you know, play to the strengths of his game. He really became, you know, came into his own as a good player. But the knee injuries is just really messing him up. And it's, yeah. you know, it's unfortunate. It is. Oh, right. I have to for Lonzo. Like, I, like, literally, as a fan of him, like, I want him to succeed, but. Uh, and some people may say and say you're kind of overvaluing him, but there was a huge difference in this team offensively after he got hurt. Yeah, it was a huge difference in terms of how the offense ran. And my hope is the only way that I can see this team at least remaining in a in that five six seed area where they were at last year. Zach has to take a big step and. Yeah, it's gonna be Zach has to take that big step. He has to take yeah. that big step. That's that's the only way. But if not, they I believe that they're gonna be playing talk like seven AFC playing talk. So unfortunately. Yep. But so, let's go ahead. Last team. Life of the Bulls fans. Yep. But either way, like I said, I'm not saying the team gonna be bad. It's gonna be Still competitive. Gonna go to some games, though. I think it's gonna be the games we go to. They gonna they gonna give us something to watch. Exactly. So, but with that being said, the next thing we're talking about, 
them bucks. The monsters of the Midwest. Exactly. And with that being said, they gonna win this division. And arguably, I'm gonna say this. I think they're gonna remain in that one, that one, two, three talk. But don't be shocked if they make a big move. Yeah, they're gonna. They, they might. They just say they might want to shake things up. Be like, hold on now. Yeah, Middleton, we love you. Yeah, we know we didn't offer you that extension yet. Still love you, but word on the street is Dane wants to be here. Hey, you bunch of pigs, bye, bitch. <laughs> have fun in, have fun over there in Portland. Hey, well, word on the street is that boy Kyrie love, wants to play with Giannis. Hey, yo, Chris Middleton, you and KD can have fun in the mid-range together, my brother. Bon voyage. <laughs> hey, Jimmy said fuck this bullshit out here in Miami, bro. Word on the street is he wants to come to Milwaukee. He went to school out here in Marquette. Bye. Bye, Middleton. <laughs> That'd be a very aggressive combo. Bro, that would be a, a nasty G. You have Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Jimmy Butler on the pro just defending. <laughs> you got to Imagine you... You step onto the court and all you see, you got a bloodline type of type of mix that you have to go up against. That's nasty. Sickening. You're getting stomped out. But overall, I think, but like, as but overall, I do believe that the Bucks do, the Bucks will get better, will be a better team. Like, honestly, like the main thing is like, I think they're coming to this health, this season a lot more healthier. Um... The only question is shooting guard. Who's going to be the shooting, starting shooting guard? But honestly, it's whatever. Figure that shit out. Um, yeah, just figure it out. Giannis is going to be Giannis. It's just either they're going to make a big move or they're going to find a way to get younger. Well, a little younger on the front court. You know, Giannis is there. They're still young, you know, but... Turn Brook. Let's just say, God forbid, they turn Brook Lopez into Miles Turner. Man, God forbid they do that. <laughs> God forbid. Let's just say scoring in the paint is going to be non-existent against them niggas. Because Brook Lopez was already a good rim protector, great three-point shooter, Just spread the floor. Miles Turner is a young version of that. Hmm. God forbid you do something like that. Um you know. But not necessarily like a like either they're gonna make a big move or they're gonna make a move where front court they get younger, but it's gonna be like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. You know? Right, like a necessary touch up. Exactly. So you know, be on the lookout. Like I like the Bucks is gonna be interesting. They still gonna be, I believe. 
they can easily be the best team in the East. They can easily still be in the top four conversation because one, you have a Giannis Antetokounmpo who's gonna do what the fuck he wanna do. <laughs> the league is his, and is and you're living in his world. So, so yeah, so I have really no issues with the Bucks as a whole, but I like I like what they're doing. Um, but if if the right star gets disgruntled. You're, you that that Middleton contract is being used for sure. So, just saying, if the right player, you know, you up, turn Chris Middleton to the right player, that's a hell of a difference. And depending on who that player is, because I do think I'm under the notion that the that the Bucks at the least should be they are another team that at the least they should be back in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. If they get another legitimate star, I'm I'm picking them the whole season. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, like they, Giannis they're... is already enough to handle. Now you telling me he has legitimate superstar help? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Like, either they're gonna do something that changes it, you sit there and be like, oh, or they just add somebody and be like, I like that. So that's how I view it. Like the Bucks is going to be a, they're going to be they're going to be the Bucks. They're going to be in that one to four conversation. That playoff, they battle tested as a collect as that core as it is is battle tested. It's championship one bread. I still think their coach is a fraud. <laughs> no matter what, Giannis saved him multiple times. That man is a fraud. We already know how they look. Daytro's here. We already know. We already know. But yeah, so that's the Easter Conference. Um, next episode, we'll we're just gonna run through the whole Western Conference, cause so that way we're not really spending too much time on the season. Then that episode after that, we will do uh, our total season preview as a whole, depending on how time it is. So far, that being said, also, do you know when that uh. When the Dream Team doc is supposed to, I mean, the Redeem Team doc is supposed to drop? Um, let me check because that might be either right before the season starts or not. Let me see. We definitely got to go over that. Yeah, we, we definitely will. That's with full intention. Um, October 7th, 2022. Oh, so that's about a, a week away. Yeah, that's, that's next week. And when does the regular season start? Regular season... Early yeah, season yeah. starts what, like the twenty, like the week of the twenty or something like that. Eighteen. So. Eighteen. Okay. So yeah, so we got time. Yeah, we got time to run through the West next. Yeah, next episode next week we'll run through the West. Then we'll do the uh our overall season preview and yeah. So we're all good. So that being said, follow us on Twitter at Threes from the Ring. Like, comment, subscribe. Watching this on YouTube if you listen. To the entirety of the audio of this podcast of Threes from the Ring, you are a dedicated fan of both wrestling and basketball. We appreciate you guys very, very much. Really do. I'm tired. Tyler's tired. But we survived. But with that being said, thanks for listening. And peace. Blessings to you guys. Our listeners and viewers is much love and greatly appreciated. Let your peoples know to rock with us on your tweaking media brand, G. Peace.
Peace. Alright.